Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find the Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man, we made it. We made it. We made it. It is Friday, May 12th. May the 12th be with you. Happy Mother's Day, everybody out there. Uh, make sure that uh, you celebrate the ladies in your life to uh, this weekend, especially if they are uh, moms. So appreciate all of you. How the heck are you? Big stories, of course, today. Boy, I'll tell you, it is uh, pretty remarkable uh, how many people reach out to me and ask me about workman's comp issues with the advocates. You guys, they're the best in the business for a reason. I have no hesitation sending you my friends, my family, to the advocates, if you've been injured at work, they are the workman's comp experts. Hit them up online. Chat with an attorney live online for free. You have nothing to lose because there are no consultation fees. There are no retainers. No, you don't pay the advocates until they win your case at theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com. And again, beautiful weekend. I know a lot of people are going to be out on their bicycles, their motorcycles, their scooters. Please wear a helmet, you guys. Please, please, please wear a helmet. But if the worst happens, if somebody hits you while you're riding your motorcycle, your bike, your scooter, you get into an accident because somebody was driving distracted, please don't trust your insurance company. Roll with the advocates, theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. How the heck are you? I am guessing... Uh, that Meat Rocket, he is. Meat Rocket's the first one in. Can't stop, won't stop, Meat Rocket. Here's the deal, I'm the best there is. Interesting question though, Meat Rocket. Mark Hales wants to know if you just chill and wait to be the first one in. If you ain't first, you're last. Jeremy Severe, how are you? What's up to the biggest show in Utah? Not much, Jeremy, good to hear from you. By the way, it is, as it always is, Free Membership Friday, that means that we rely on you to do two things. Subscribe to the channel, you guys. We are sitting right on top. Yeah, we could uh, use a push here, man. You have 17,000 subs, and it feels like it's been a slow climb. We're at uh, 16,948. If you're not, please consider subscribing to the show. Uh, if you are here right now, all 245 of you, give us a thumbs up. That really helps the channel grow. Let's knock it out right now. You guys know that we are always trying to get to 200 likes per show. Uh, that really helps the channel grow. That right there will get us to our uh, subscribers at 17,000. Go ahead and hammer the like button, please. That really helps the channel grow. And without further ado, I know where you guys are here. You guys are here because Brett McMurphy shook the world yesterday. The Action Network. This is a code 10 abort. It's just going to be that kind of day, like the big voice kind of, I don't know. Uh, Brett McMurphy with the Action Network went on 365 Sports yesterday and shook the universe when he said, and it's an interesting quote, you can see it right there, that Washington and Oregon had been vetted and cleared to join the Big Ten. Now, those were curious terms. Jake and I kind of texted each other like, 
Hmm. Hmm. What does that mean? Well, it sent us uh, out on a fact-finding mission. We reached out to our sources. Um, and Brett McMurphy, as it turns out, as usual, was absolutely right that the Big Ten is now in position to add Oregon and Washington. And that is because we have breaking news, according to our sources in the TV uh, industry, that NBC and CBS have agreed to pay for Oregon and Washington to join the conference and that CBS and NBC will pay the majority of the freight for those two and that Fox will pay a small amount for those two. And this is based on the TV contract in the Big Ten, which says that the Pacific time zone, essentially the late windows, really belong to CBS and NBC, who, as we know now, has the Big Ten After Dark package, which will include USC and UCLA one year from now. But that deal kicks off this July. But again, the real meat of this story is the Big Ten has the money now to pay to add Oregon and Washington because their TV partners, who they are in lockstep with, who they have spoken to according to our sources, um, have agreed to add money to the pot to pay for Oregon and Washington, which would give the Big Ten four members in the Pacific time zone, four members on the West Coast. That is exactly what they need. USC and UCLA need travel partners. CBS and NBC clearly need football content on the West Coast to fill those later windows. I think this makes a lot of sense. And I look at where Fox comes down in all of this. And much like the Big 12, Fox is agreeing to pay a smaller piece because they're looking primarily at Big 10 Saturday on Fox, which will be the early uh, kickoff windows, which would be 10 o'clock Pacific time. In some cases, 9 o'clock Pacific time in the morning. That's not going to work. Fox is never going to air Pacific time zone kickoffs on their network, which is why CBS and NBC who again own those later kickoffs, have agreed to pay the majority of the freight for Oregon and Washington. Now, we were also told that the Big Ten is a little hesitant here. Number one, Oregon and Washington have indicated that if things in the Pac-12 do not work out, and I think this is a significant point, because I would also direct you to the history of our reporting on this show, President Kosse at Washington has been very adamant that she is going to direct her university and their, their decision makers to stay in the Pac-12 conference until the very last breath is available to them. And I also have been told by sources and TV that the Big Ten doesn't want to be seen as quote unquote raiding the Pac-12. In other words, they're in no hurry, but the Big Ten very clearly has put their ducks in a row and if it becomes available to them and Oregon and Washington would like to leave the Pac-12, which, again, they have not said they would like to at this juncture, but if it becomes available to them, the Big Ten is ready to rock and roll. And Jake, I think, again, this is good management and a good handoff from Kevin Warren to the new commissioner of the, the Big Ten. This feels like a win-win for everybody. Yeah, and I think if you're Tony Petiti, the new commissioner of the Big Ten, you're, you're off to a great start here. And I think that that you know this this whole setup just screams hey you know we have a good relationship with our tv partners i mean that's that's what it says to me and i i i compare this sort of conversation you know the big 10 and their tv partners and you know trying to get up you know schools in the pacific time zone to join their conference i compare that sort of model and setup 
to to what you know for months now that we've heard out coming out of the Pac-12 about you know George Klyavkov wanting 400 million dollars and and really struggling to figure out like you know how can we put a deal together that that kind of benefits everybody because ultimately I I really do believe that's the goal whether it is Tony Petiti in the Big Ten or Brett Yormark in in the Big 12 like these guys are just trying to put deals together that benefit their conference but ultimately in the bigger picture benefit everybody because a TV partner is not going to do a deal that doesn't benefit them obviously so you kind of have to sort of go around the table and say okay hey this benefits you this benefits me this benefits the school we're good to go like it's it, it, it all works and I, I I see these conversations happening and I really feel like it reaffirms the point that that George Klyovkov doesn't have uh either the ability to form good relationships and and obviously doesn't have just generally speaking good relationships with TV partners or stream partners and I think that's what's made it so difficult I, I think that's one of the bigger reasons why they don't have a deal yet is because George, we've heard before, right? Like we've heard that, hey, George is not exactly the easiest to to communicate with. He's not exactly, you know, the 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 smoothest, um, you know, negotiator, if you will. Some of his requests are a little outlandish. You know, when when TV partners think you're worth 150 million, let's say, and you're out here asking for 400 million, you can kind of see why a deal wouldn't get done. But then you go to the Big 12 or you go to the Big 10 and it's like, okay, cool. So we have good valuation here. It makes sense why we'd want to add these two schools. They're valuable for, you know, a Fox or a CBS or an NBC or an ESPN or an Apple TV, like whoever that partner is. And it all just kind of works. And and I honestly feel like this isn't really, you know, obviously this is like, you know, breaking news, if you will. But is this really that surprising of a development when you think about the course that the Pac-12 is on? Because we've been talking about this concept of, hey, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal to the Big Ten, right? That those four schools as sort of a pod That's make right. sense in the Big Ten. And then, you know, of course, you've got the Arizona schools, you know, again, Utah, Colorado, like you have this other little pod that makes sense for the Big 12. So that's why I say this wasn't that surprising to me. But I do think it's interesting that the Big Ten doesn't want to be seen as some sort of a Pac-12 Raider or some sort of a, you know, a, a, a destroyer, if you will. That's that I think is fascinating. Well, I, and I think we've heard that repeatedly. Certainly we've heard that about Brett Yormark and his sentiments, um, you know, to be respectful and, and not cross lines, um, you know, as far as leg legalities, as far as the way you do business in college sports. And I think we're seeing that across the board because... Yes. The Pac-12 is a, 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 a viable conference that simply is trying to work through a process. Now, does that process ultimately lead them to prosperity? <coughs> I don't know. My opinion is probably not. But does that mean that this conference is going to collapse? No, it doesn't. But I also think this is the same thing we heard about ESPN when sources told us that ESPN um, is not working for the you know survival of the Pac-10. Uh, that they are more, you know, ready to just act upon what happens, uh, which is why they put a pro rata into their contract, because I think ESPN was well aware that, that the Pac-10, Pac-12 was going to struggle to get a TV deal to keep them together. I think that's why specifically they had no problem doing that pro rata, which means, by the way, hey, if you add other P5 members, I don't know, like Pac-12 schools will pay you on par uh, for those schools. So, 
I think that's a really important development. But you yes. look at this situation with the Big Ten, and again, this was a home run by Brett McMurphy. Um, and Brett's a pro. Brett's been around a long time. And for him to, to unearth this information, um, and if you, you did not hear uh, – Action Network's Brett McMurphy told 365 Sports that the Big Ten has vetted and cleared Oregon and Washington, which was odd language. And frankly, if it, it, you know, if it had struck me as odd, I probably wouldn't have made a phone call, honestly, because I was trying to figure out, well, what does vetted and cleared mean? Mm -hmm. And what I was told was, hey, do you want to join the conference? Um, you know, are we talking yes, about yes, all yes. sports? Are we, you know, like just going through the process? talking about philosophy because I think a lot of the things that we hear about in these conversations are, hey, philosophically, are we business partners? Do we fit together? You know, are, are you at Oregon, you know, are, are you all about Nike or is there a relationship across the conference? Like, how can we help each other make more money? Like there's synergy, philosophies. Obviously, the sports part has to be a fit. And I don't think anybody doubts that Oregon and Washington are athletic fits in the, in the Big Ten. There's no question about that. Right. But what I think you have to look at is what will the timing of this be? And I still maintain, and I've heard repeatedly from sources, that people would be shocked if this got through June. And I still maintain, and I know we've said this for months, but I feel like the, the earliest, earliest part of June... I mean, like the first week of June is a drop dead date for a lot of people because you go into this dark period over the summer where there's a lot of executives that are on vacation. There's a lot yeah. of presidents who are not working in, in June and July because they have such long, arduous schedules starting in late July all the way through the spring semester. They take long blocks of time off. Now, does that mean that they're not available for Zoom calls or phone calls? Certainly not. But you don't want to you you don't want to drag this through into the football season. But all due respect. And truly what I think that means is you don't want to drag this through June because you're gonna go through graduation in May at most universities, and then pretty much everybody disperses. You have a very quiet period of time in June where, yeah, sure, maybe business can be done. But if a if a president Kosse or, or or Taylor Randall or you know President Robbins in Arizona, if, it, hey, if they're gone for a month and they're on a cruise or if they're on an island or it doesn't make it easy to get these things done, right? So I think most of these, these administrators want this done by June 1st. I've heard that repeatedly, but this story by Brett McMurphy really put us on to a great conversation we had this morning. And, you know, I, I, I frankly believe that NBC and CBS have the most to gain by the collapse of the big uh, of the Pac-12, excuse me. I think number two is the Big 12. But NBC and CBS now become prime time players across an entire broadcast window where you're going to be able to captivate audiences from coast to coast. And ESPN may well have the SEC, Jake, but I really feel like when you look at what the Big 10 could be in 2024 with USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington, amongst their already strong contingent of basketball and football powerhouses, like there are some must-watch matchups that become, you know, I mean, just like clear as day, the Oregon-Ohio States, the USC-Michigans, the USC versus anybody, frankly. Yes. But what this also does is makes Oregon and USC a really important game on a national level for NBC Sports in Pac-12 After Dark. Oh, wait, excuse me, 
Big 10 After Dark on NBC. Better send those and, refunds. And on Peacock, who is also a significant part of this distribution deal. Jake, I think this is a home run for CBS and NBC. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I, and I think that's why you're 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 getting reporting on it. I think that it just makes sense. And and again, I I you know, I'm a big proponent, especially in college sports. You know, things have to sort of fit together, you know, and you can't you can't have just these wild sort of all over the place deals. Things have to align because you have you know, you have two parties in the conversation. I mean, this this whole this whole concept and conversation would be different if we were just talking about, hey, how does uh, hey how does Phil Knight in Oregon want to you know push their you know football content out? Do they want to use YouTube? Do they want to use Twitter? Like, what do they want to use? Well, that's not the conversation we're having. We're having a conversation about, hey, Oregon and Washington. Uh, now are are cleared and vetted by the Big Ten and are are are, are have said, hey, yeah, we'd we, you know we'd be open to that. Like like I, it's just a different conversation. So again, every time one of these things happen, like when Brett Yormark went out and put together the Rucker Park thing, or 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 the the combine at at Jerry World, or any of these events he's put together, I just keep thinking, like, dude, like, why do we never hear anything out of the Pac-12? Why do we never hear? You know, George Klyovkov saying, hey, by the way, we put together this event. We're doing this. We're doing X, Y, and Z. I mean, literally, like, when's the last time we heard anything out of any, uh, 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 even out of, even, yeah. uh, even a statement out of George Klyovkov's office? Like, he doesn't even need to speak to the media himself. But, like, I'm just surprised that we're getting the Big 12, the Big 10, like, Hell, what happens if the SEC does something tomorrow? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. There's just like this wave of of progression and forward Waves and opposition, and right? Yeah, like, I, I think the hard part for a lot of people to understand about the Pac-12 is there's no momentum. Waves and, and opposition. You know, you look at this and you look at what's being reported now that the Big Ten has gone to its core television partners and said, hey, we have this opportunity. And there is some belief. I don't. I don't know how much credence I put into it. There is some belief that Kevin Warren had this deal done, and then you have a new commissioner that comes in, and he puts the 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 ink to paper. I don't know the exact X's and O's of how that was done. The or, ink isn't dry yet. I don't know what that looks like. But what I know is you have a conference in the Big Twelve that's in lockstep with its membership and its TV partners. You have a conference in the Big Ten that is in lockstep with its TV partners and its members. You have a conference in the Pac-12 that is not got TV partners and is not in lockstep with its members. And all you hear about is, you know, like, like Brock Heward talking about being at, you know, these Pac-12 and Big 12 meetings in Scottsdale this past week. And you hear about a, a lack of momentum, a lack of cohesion. <laughs> <laughs> a, a straight up lack of enthusiasm and energy around the Pac-12. Yeah, and then you, you you know you walk across the hall and you walk into the Big 12 meetings and it, you know it's like a disco, like it, everybody's partying and it's energetic and there's dilly, momentum dilly, dilly, dilly. And, and there's excitement and you look at the face of college football right now and the thing that concerns you is the Pac-12 does not have traction of any kind. And as we've been reporting all this week and for multiple weeks now, that they're not gaining TV partners, they are losing TV partners. Yes, and sources yes, yes. told us, we, we broke the story first, that 
Amazon is out altogether on Pac-12 content. They are not currently bidding or interested in bidding on Pac-12 content. Yeah. Um, you know, we heard this story last week that, you know, I think Dennis Dodd was wildly misquoted uh, about ESPN because we were able to, to get multiple sources to tell us ESPN is, in fact, still talking to the Pac-12. And the, the matter is, hey, here's $90 million. You want to give us a tier one game and another game? Okay, here's $90 million. Okay, here's $90 million. You want to give us, you know, your two worst games in one game for stream? Okay, it's probably not going to be $90 million, but we'd love the content. Here's, you know, $70 million. The problem is ESPN has put a cap on their offering to the, the Pac-12. Our sources have told us, hey, that's $90 million. That's it. That's the top of the table for ESPN. If that is, in fact, the case, and we've heard that number, and if you've watched this show for any amount of time, I think you know this, we've been reporting $90 million for six months. Yeah. ESPN has not really moved much off that mark, right? And it, it goes back to last August when we told you, hey, Fox made it clear from the jump. If you go back on this channel to last August, you will see we had it exclusively. Fox is no longer bidding on Pac-12 tier one content. We told you that in August. We told you ESPN hadn't spoken to the Pac-12 for well over six weeks at one stretch earlier this year because they don't have momentum. And the question becomes, if you lose Oregon and Washington here in the next month, because I, I think, and I think Zesty gave us a $2 tip to ask this question. Uh -huh. um, Zesty says, how fast do you think teams move uh, to go to the Big Ten? I don't think fast at all. Because again, I'll say the same thing about Oregon and Washington. I'll say the same thing about Utah that we've heard repeatedly. So get your facts straight. Nobody is excited to leave this conference. Nobody in the Pac-12, these 10 remaining teams, there's not one that's like, all right, can't wait, let's go. Nobody's excited to leave this conference. This is a group of 10 academics who love being in business together but it's not financially viable from an athletic portion. And, and I don't know how else to say that athletics is really expensive. Yeah. If you look at the hole that Cal and UCLA are currently in, and sure, they're married up a little bit, but why are they in, why are they, why are they in financial difficulties at Cal and UCLA? UCLA was for the longest time in an absolute black hole with, with uh, Under Armour. That a terrible uniform deal and apparel deal with Under Armour. They, they were able to get out of that. It was a huge fight, though. And then you look up at Cal, their brother to the north, and you have this massive Memorial Stadium renovation, and nobody goes to football games because they don't win. Yeah. They don't win. Yeah. Right? And Pretty much that simple. Now UCLA wants out of the, the, the Pac-12, and they want to go to the Big Ten to get financially viable. And all of a sudden now, according to some reports, and we don't know the exact numbers— UCLA is going to have to kick down to, to Cal to keep them and help them because they left the conference. Like, it, it's, it's expensive. When you're a, a bad athletic program, it's expensive to be an athletic program. But when you're Utah, when you're Oregon, you know, when you're BYU, when you are, think about the best programs in the country. Yeah. It's not expensive. It's a revenue stream. And I look at Oregon and Washington, I think this is an incredibly pragmatic move because you are not disrespecting anybody. 
You are not the black sheep that now USC is because USC is where all of this started. You didn't go behind someone's back. Well, and I, and I think that's a really important part because I think when you look at like this part of our reporting here um, is that the Big Ten, the word that was given to us was the Big Ten doesn't want to be seen to be raiding the Pac-12 or, you know, chopping down the tree, if Pack you will. Shit. Let's go. Right. They don't want to be in that position. Because anymore in college athletics, everybody's looking to take somebody from you, yes. right? If you're the Big 12, I mean, six months ago, there was a real conversation about, well, who could the Pac-12 steal from the Big 12? Yeah. That conversation was happening, right? So you're never that far away from that. And you look at the, the Big 10's deal, and I think a lot of people look at the fact that Big 10 schools are going to realize between 80 and $100 million. Right. But I think when you look at the, the net impact, let's, let's say that the Pac-12 disintegrates. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody you know, wants to throw wood on the bonfire and dance around and celebrate. But if you guys stop for a second to think about you know, what, is the, what is the net impact of the, the Pac-12 disintegrating or shrinking? That's got an impact on everybody mm -hmm. because let's, it, you know, if teams go to the Big 12 and teams go to the Big 10 and you've got four to six, potentially four really is what it's looking like. If, if UW and, and Oregon wind up in the Big 10, it's four schools that are going to be remaining. And I, I, I'm telling you, it is Stanford, Cal, and I think they are incredibly, you know, somebody said to me today that Stanford and Cal are incredibly attractive properties across the country. Yeah, well, I mean, again, it's this educational conversation, isn't it? Like, it is. Know, again, they make so much money educationally that if you're, you know, again, you're looking at them, you're like, yeah, sure, you suck in athletics. But educationally, you're making that bread. And and we want that, you know, on our payroll. Yeah. We want that on our, on our P&L sheet. And I think... That's why they're so attractive. You know, again, this isn't just a conversation about the, uh, about athletics, and I think you have to remember that. Yeah, I, I don't know how you I don't know how you reconcile this. I don't, but I think Zesty asked a really good question. You know, like when we're talking about you know how fast do you think teams move um, if they go to the Big Ten? I I think it's I I don't think it's tomorrow. I, I if you look at teams moving to the Big Ten, I I think you're, I think you're not going to get that announcement in, in until later in June. Yeah, I mean, I, because I, yeah, yeah, no, I just don't think that teams there's going to be some exodus. Like I don't like I don't, and especially I don't yeah. think there's going to be an exodus to the Big Ten. I think that I don't I, either. I, I, I think that Oregon and Washington, if they decide to go to the Big Ten, definitely encourages teams to leave and definitely sends a very clear message, obviously through action, but. But that doesn't mean that, you know, this cute little four-corner school label that everyone runs out there is going to happen. I, I mean, it could happen, I guess, but who's to really say? I mean, I know yeah. for a fact that Utah doesn't want to leave the Pac-12. I know for a fact that these different schools don't want to leave. Now, will they leave if they must? Yes. Yes, of course. But they don't want to leave. I, listen, if Oregon and Washington leave this con conference, you're leaving schools in a very bad position. Because you, you just don't have a viable entity without big brands. Yeah, and it's why like the conference USA's and the the small conferences are struggling to keep membership. You know, you look at the interview we did with Gloria Navarez, the commissioner of the Mountain West, talking about it's it's 
It's a matter of, of when, not if, San Diego State leaves. Right. You know, we've exclusively reported on this show as well that, that Gonzaga has a an oral invitation, a, a verbal invitation to the Big 12. Gonzaga. It, it's a matter of when, not if. Gonzaga. So knowing that, I think you have to be pragmatic if you are like Oregon State's another one of these interesting schools, you know, mm -hmm. like Utah. I think Utah, so many people want to get after Utah. I, I'm telling you, the people that run Utah are incredibly intelligent, really good administrators. They're not going to sit around and, and watch their house burn down and, you know, say everything's great. But right now, today, are, are you expecting anybody up at Utah to say, oh, the world's terrible. We're looking for a new place. They're not going to say that. Because There's frankly, the world at Utah is not terrible. They're dominating in football. Their women's sports are, are off the charts right now from gymnastics to women's basketball. The, the, the women's softball team is in the semifinal of the, the Pac-12 tournament. Like They're definitely going on to the Super Regionals. Like You look at the success that the Utah athletic program is having. They are by no means standing in a house that's on fire. Yeah. But I also don't think they're just going to stand there and do nothing. The people at Utah are too intelligent. If there becomes a need, they will act accordingly. There is no question about that. Yes. But it's schools like Oregon State who don't have that luxury. Oregon State, I think, has to act aggressively. And I do believe that Oregon State has significant value to Brett Yormark and the, and the Big 12. Because, again, when we sit here and talk about this, okay, so let's, let's sketch the map out, right? Oregon and, and Washington go to the Big Ten. Okay. Okay, so your only opportunity at that point to, to add for the Big 12 to add the Pacific time zone is Oregon State because Washington and Oregon are gone. I don't believe that Stanford and Cal are options for the Big 12. I think Oregon State's your huckleberry. Yeah. And I, and I think if you look at the Arizona schools – and I truly believe Colorado. I, I've just talked to too many people, and I know that Colorado's chancellor came out and said, you know, whatever he said about, it, it, listen, I think Colorado will leave at their first opportunity. I think the University of Arizona will leave the Pac-12 at their first opportunity. Yeah. I think Utah's going to wait a long time. I think Washington and Oregon are going to wait a long time because, frankly, there's no impetus for them to go sooner. That's what I was going to say. I mean, it's not like you're getting paid more. Like, it's not like if you if they if they're not being told, hey, if you leave tomorrow, you're getting some huge paycheck. Yeah, or like, if you don't come today, you can never come at all. Yeah, Oregon and Washington yeah. can write their their own calendar. Yeah, as far as going to another conference, but it's schools like schools like Oregon State, schools like Utah. Yeah. You know, what, what do you, frankly, what do you say to San Diego State today? If you are San Diego State, and again, I think J.D. Wicker, dude, with all due respect to J.D. Wicker, I think he made a complete ass of himself. We've talked with about this. With all due this. respect. Dude, we've talked about this on the show. I think J.D. Wicker has made a complete fool of himself, all and I respect. think he has embarrassed himself and the San Diego State Athletic Program with that little blurb in the athletic about, hey, we're going somewhere, we just don't know where. That's right, T. Why would you say that? You make yourself look desperate. Thirsty. And by the way, the other thing that I think is, is so important here is, how viable is San Diego State in the Big 12? And what is, if, <clears throat> if, if you could add San Diego State or Oregon State, which one are you picking? 
Oregon State. I'm taking Oregon State. All day. That's a P5 that I can All get day. paid on right now. And they just got new facilities. Right? That, but, but again, financially, tell me that Oregon State doesn't make more sense than, than San Diego State. It does. Because I can get San Diego State. If, if I'm Brett Yormark, I can get San Diego State anytime I want. Yeah. But if you're San Diego State, can you really today, if, if, if George Klyovkov called you today, you're San Diego State, hey, we'd love you guys to join the conference today. Is the best move for San Diego State to join the Pac-12? I'm, I'm going to tell you it's not. Because you're not going to get paid a full share if you get a share. Because who knows what their new TV deal is going to look like. If Brett Yormark called you and said, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll happily add you guys for $17 million. Tell me that you, you, how do you turn that down? I don't know. How do you, if you are San Diego State, how do you turn that down? By the way, if you're San Diego State, are you not looking at this news saying, okay, well, maybe the Big 12 is a little more attractive. Maybe we shouldn't have said thanks, well, but no thanks. I mean, that's, that's for real, dude. That is for real. Hey, uh, for real, big shout out to Marlon Shaw who gifted us 10 memberships today. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Go get those member memberships on uh, free membership Friday. We always love when you guys give out memberships and Marlon uh, has supported this show for so long. We appreciate that, Marlon. Thank you as always. Uh, always good to see you. Let's get your comments in here, guys. Like, where are you? Where are you at on this? And if you're just tuning in because I see a lot of people are joining the show now, uh, Brett Murphy at the Action Network told 365 Sports that the Big Ten has, quote, vetted and cleared Oregon and Washington. And for us, we didn't really understand what that meant. Right. Like, okay, I know what the word vetted means, and I know what the word cleared means, but what does that really mean? So we got on the phone, we contacted a bunch of our sources um, who gave us information, put us in touch with some, some other people who were able to confirm that Brett McMurphy's a stud, as we already know, um, and that Brett McMurphy's exactly right. Our sources also gave us additional information um, that CBS and NBC, as well as Fox, have agreed to pay the freight to add Oregon and Washington, but this primarily impacts NBC and CBS because they own the later windows. Fox has the Big Ten Saturday package, which is the early kickoff. The first Best. kickoffs in the country are on Fox for the Big Ten. Um, and that late window, this, this move with Oregon and Washington, I think really impacts NBC the most. But certainly this would play a role for CBS as well in that 3.30 Eastern window, I believe it is. Um, forgive me, I should have reread the contract for the Big Ten and, and their TV networks, but I'm pretty certain that CBS owns the 3.30 uh, Eastern kickoff window and that NBC and Peacock, uh, the streaming app for NBC Peacock, have the late windows. This just gives Peacock and NBC more selection. It also gives, uh, I think, a better slate of matchups for the Big Ten because certainly the Big Ten, as we have documented on this show at length, is not a deep football conference. Mm -hmm. As much money as they are getting, as, as wonderful as that deal is for their membership, this conference, the Big Ten, lacks in quality depth. Y'all feel me? And so when you're talking about the Purdue's, the Minnesotas of the world, the Illinois footballs of the world, <coughs> as a football <coughs> conference, there is a real lack of depth. Because right now, if you look at 2024, because don't forget the Big Ten TV deal starts this year. In 2024, when USC and UCLA join, which presumably 
if they, if they wind up executing, Washington and Oregon would join in 2024 as well. Yeah. Now you have matchups in that late window that are appealing across the country. Right. I think that's the win for NBC and CBS. And I think, of course, Fox is going to win because Fox is, much like in the Big 12, more interested in the basketball side of things. I think they recognize the value there. Um, I think they also recognize that adding Oregon and Washington to the USC and UCLA Big Ten basketball puzzle really strengthens uh, the Big Ten as a basketball conference. So where are you guys at on this? What do you guys think of this? Um, Scott of Graywater says Utah to the Mountain West. Sorry if you're offended by that. I don't get this. I don't understand people who don't understand the value of Utah. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I, I try to get an answer on this every day on this show. The list is long of people who don't understand Utah's value. What is it that would make you make a comment like this, Utah to the Mountain West? That's what I don't understand. I don't. Mark Hales, will the Washington state government let UW leave Wazoo behind? They tried to marry the two, and I, they were not successful at the legislative level. I do believe that they will I do believe that they will allow Washington to leave Washington State behind. Because I think, speaking of the Mountain West, I think Washington State is a perfect fit in the Mountain West. A yes, perfect yes, yes. fit. Because I don't think the Mountain West is going anywhere, frankly. Yeah. I don't believe they're going anywhere. They're a good place. I think when you look at if you're Gloria Navarez, who was on this show, check the the uh, check the archives here on YouTube. Um, Gloria Navarre is a commissioner of the Mountain West told us they have a list of targets in place ready to go. And I think when you look at Washington State, with all due respect, whether it's the Rolovich scandal or you know any of the issues they've had, they've never been able to really consistently compete at the top of the Pac-12. Nope. They've never been able to win consistently, no matter what the sport is. And I think, frankly, I think it's been a, I think it's been a problem for them. Um, so we'll see. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't pretend to know exactly. But Washington State is a very, they're a very interesting ecosystem at Washington State. The Palouse in general, you're, you're so close to Spokane, like that whole section of this country. Yeah. I guess my question is, if you're Washington State, do you have more value than Gonzaga does? Mm. Not nationally, certainly. If you're the Big 12, who brings more value to you, Washington State or Gonzaga? Well, I think if you add, if you can find a way to add Oregon State, I think Gonzaga adds more value. You <laughs> like, do? Yeah. I mean, I think Gonzaga brings you uh, national relevancy in basketball. I think that, and I think this is the Pac 12's problem overall. The Pac 12 is an awful basketball conference. Like, yes, they it just is. are. It's garbage. Yes, it is. And I think. I think, you know, the conversation would be a lot different if, you know, Washington State had some prolific basketball program, but it doesn't. Utah doesn't have a basketball program that's prolific. You know, these different schools, even SC, like, I know they just got Bronny, but up until this point, SC really hasn't done anything. I mean, it just isn't, it's just not anything of consequence. And and, and I think that is why Oregon and Washington are a, would be a great fit in the Big Ten, because again, the Big Ten, you know, is, is, an okay basketball conference. They're not a great, you know, football conference, obviously. So I think, you know, this fall off that you have because the Big 12 is such a good basketball conference is kind of intimidating. And that's why I say, like, Gonzaga is a better fit. 
even though they're I agree. basketball only. I agree. I think I, I, I would tell you I don't even think it's a discussion. I think Gonzaga is a far better fit in the Big 12 than Washington State. And that's not a slight on Washington State. I just think where Pullman is and the money that Gonzaga has generated for the WCC. Gonzaga. I, I, I just, and again, you joke, but Brett Yormark has talked about the fact that he really respects Gonzaga. I like Gonzaga. But it's right now, it's just not the moment in time. Gonzaga. And he's offered them membership. He is, our sources have told us that Brett Yormark has told Gonzaga, when you guys are ready, let us know. We have Gonzaga. a home for you. And I think, again, you look at, like, and I think it was Laura Weiss who commented on this. I think this is an excellent point. An excellent point. Nobody wants to be the killer of the Pac-12. And I totally understand. The optics are not good. I totally understand that, right? I do. <laughs> Speaking of Washington State, how funny is this? But, but, well, didn't the Big Ten accept USC and UCLA? And what really put the Pac-12 on the, the precipice of extinction. Well, it was USC lying, in my opinion, to the rest of the Pac-12 and saying, nah, because remember the story. USC and their president were on a conference call with the rest of the, the Pac-12 executive committee. Yeah. And the topic was, should we expand? Which, in and of itself, I must say, is a dumb question. Well, sh sure. But you, you have to talk about it with your executive committee. Of course, yeah. USC was the one who abstained and said, no. <coughs> we should not expand. <coughs> we like the way it is. According to our sources, that's how the conversation went. USC was on this conference call and, hey, you know what? Uh, let's expand and here's some candidates. Like, they were... They were having the conversation. They were right. going through the proper channels, taking the steps. And Carol Fultz said, the president at USC said, nah, I, I think we're good where we are. Is this the dagger? And she's literally like, yeah, I think we're good where we are. Hey, does this pen work? Yeah, we're good. All right, I got to go, guys. Click. All right, let me sign this agreement with a big 10. All right, cool. All right. The ink isn't dry yet. Like, that's legit how yeah. it was described to us as, hey, Carol Fult, the president of USC, killed expansion in the Pac-12. And weeks later, dropped a bombshell on the Pac-12 offices and said, hey, peace out, MFers, we're gone. And oh, by the way, UCLA is going with us. Damn. And completely blindsided the rest of the Pac-12. What constitutes a promise? <laughs> How they kept it silent, I have no idea. <laughs> but they did. But they did. And you know what? I, I think the mental focus that it took to keep it silent like that can only be explained that Carol Fultz drinks bucked up energy. Yeah! I mean, that's the only thing that, that, that what else he can that's say, the dude. only rationale that I, that I can think yeah. of. Hey, look what I got here. The, the holy grail of energy drinks. It is bucked up Miami. It is zero sugar. I'm it is quality real. ingredients. It is long lasting Clean energy from our good friends at Bucked Up. And you guys, I tell you every day, uh, a lot of people have noticed that my energy has been much higher of late. And well, you know why? Because I, I have absolutely been using Buck Shots from Bucked Up Energy. This stuff is legit, dude. And I'm, I've not been a big like, 
you know, this type of product, right? A little guy that you just kind of like a shot. Like I haven't been a big fan of the this type of product, but this from Bucked Up, absolutely phenomenal. It's in the description below for free. Yeah. I said it's in the description below for free. Go do it. Go Let's get it. go. They'll send it right to your front door for free. You get six free samples yes, yes, yes. of Buckshot. I'm telling you, go with the watermelon because, again, I think it's fantastic. It's 100 milligrams of caffeine, but it's also got things like B12 in it. It's got clean ingredients for clean, long-lasting, all-day energy. You take one small Buckshot, and you're going to immediately feel a mental raise. You're going to feel clarity. You're going to think clearer. You're going to feel better. You're going to be able to finish out that day. And listen, if it's 1 o'clock and you had your lunch and you're dragging ass, pop a buckshot and kick ass for the rest of the day. That's what it's all about. And they want you to try it for free. You know, we never ask you to pay or spend money without giving you guys free samples. Hook it up at Bucked Up in the description below. Click the link. Get free six buckshots sent right to your front door. That's the bottom um, line. That is the bottom line, damn it. Uh, but if you, you listen, if you guys need BCAs, if you guys want their, I'm telling you, their collagen peptides are fantastic. Mrs. Monty and I put them in our morning shakes. Their greens are fantastic. They have high stim, they have low stim. And hey, man, Walmart.com, any of the bucked up stores in Utah, get Miami, the energy drink. It is awesome. Uh, Josh Chandler. 810 says the big doesn't want Oregon. Well, I can tell you point blank, we were told the exact opposite yeah, that's of that. Just simply untrue. By a very high ranking television official today that absolutely the Big Ten wants Oregon and Washington. And they know, and it makes, it, frankly, it makes perfect sense. They know they need a Western front yeah. because you can't just have USC and UCLA in Los Angeles. You, you can't ask them to travel that much repeatedly. And I don't even mean football and basketball. I mean track. I mean baseball and softball. That's what I everyone mean, forgets. Like, it's not just football, man. It, there is an army of athletes yes. that have to move. And it's expensive. Yeah. So I would totally disagree with you. Jansen, what's up, my guy? I patch. BYU won the Natty in 84 less than a century ago. Okay, they did. Uh, Washington holding out for a media deal that cannot exist to push other pack teams out the door is messed up. <laughs> I, I truly think the reason that teams like, or universities like Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Washington, Oregon, the reason that they're not going is because they know they can go whenever they want. And they don't want to go. Yeah. They don't want to leave the Pac-12. It's too good. The money is too good. The relationships are too good. And a lot of those relationships go away when you are not in the same when you are not in the same athletic affiliation. And we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars, which is this argument with with Utah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's 700 million or something. Do you understand that the University of Utah in Salt Lake City has one of the preeminent medical programs like with U Health, which is their their, me, their medical system? They're the Huntsman Cancer Center, like Utah, the money that they make through research and medicine is astronomical. Yeah. So when you can partner with somebody like Arizona, who, who has an incredible footprint of, of like in Arizona, like Mayo Clinic and you have Arizona State that's got all like you guys, like these relationships are worth hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Yeah. Hundreds of millions of dollars. That's what we're talking about. And I, that's why I, I don't understand where people are like, oh, Utah's arrogant. 
you know, they, they think they're Ivy League. No, nobody, <laughs> at, nobody at Utah thinks they're Ivy League. And trust me when I tell you this. The people at, at, at the University of Utah, they're well aware of who they are. They're well aware of where they are. And they're just fine being the University of Utah. They are confident. They are not arrogant. They are intelligent. They are not fools. They know exactly who they are. Yeah. And, they, and I think they should be confident. Yeah. Cougar Tracks, how the heck are you? Who's going to pay $50 million, uh, the PAC still owes? Um, every one of these 12 members is on the hook for it, and that includes USC and UCLA. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're again, talking about, you know, that why, that's why the, like, you'd be incentivized to make more money. Right, you like, would be like, but you if know. you if you look at that money, um, I mean, you're you're it's a, a hell of a lot easier to swallow um, fifty million dollars when you're when you're dividing it twelve ways, which is four point two million dollars. And that's a hell of a lot easier to swallow than five million dollars each. Or let's make a new TV deal and yeah, it's four point two million dollars per school. They owe the money. It's in the contract. It's in their arrangements. Like. They owe the money. They're going to pay it. So there's there's no way, in my opinion, that they don't pay it. To Masta, member of the program, says Pac-12 on the brink of collapse. Sources say maybe possible, maybe possibly not. Perhaps I, I don't believe that they are on the verge of collapse. I don't think today that they're on the verge of collapse. I I, I truly don't. Uh, I I know that a lot of people want them to be. They're not. They're not on the verge of collapse. And and again, I know that people want yeah, that. Yeah, I just think that. I don't understand that. Because I, because I think it's easy to go to that when we're sitting here talking about Oregon and Washington going to the Big Ten uh, on top of USC and UCLA. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a per, I mean, that is a gutting of the Pac-12, dude. I don't care what anyone says. If those two go in addition to USC and UCLA, your conference is done. It's over. Yeah. Like, you, you're no longer a Power Five. You're not. Like, like, with all due respect to Utah and Washington State and Oregon State and Colorado— like, you're done, dude. Like, those four schools are the lifeblood of the conference. So, yeah, you can stomach and absorb losing SC and UCLA, sure, sure. as long as everyone else stays. But now, I, I don't know. I guess I just believe in the concept that if, if okay, USC and UCLA leave, that kind of shocked everyone, and everyone had to come together yeah. and decide, all right, like, we going to move forward, or what are we going to do? Okay, we're going to try and put a deal together. So they're trying to put a deal together, but now... If Oregon and Washington are presumed to be leaving, if that happens, it just encourages everyone to look at their options. So Colorado, Oregon State, Utah, like like anyone who's got any kind of value proposition is looking at options. Yeah, I, I just, I, I yeah. Uh, big bad brass balls, bulls, <laughs> love that. Uh, gives us $2 to say they turned down $100 million because they hurt schools. What do you mean by that? Help me understand it. Marlon Shaw says, how does the PAC get a grant of rights from Oregon and Washington? They don't. They don't. And I think that's the biggest problem here. And we, we've, we've talked about this at length. Yeah. I'm a big believer the grant of rights are going away. I, I think the next iteration of TV deals, I think will be very different. Because I think $100 million deals are done. You're not getting billion-dollar TV deals. $100 million per school per season. Yeah. Those are done. I think the TV industry is changing. I think you look at the numbers uh, that we talked about with ESPN Plus yesterday, uh, where what is it, $430 million per quarter for ESPN Plus. And Disney alone is making $5 billion a quarter, a quarter. on streaming. On streaming. Not a year. 
A quarter. A quarter. So I, I think it's I think the TV deal, deals are changing. I think they, they're absolutely changing. Uh, Kurt Myers, Bob, do you have Big Ten on your car? Bob, I don't know who Bob is. Um, let's see. Let's keep rolling. Uh, Raider Mark, it does seem that behind the scenes, everyone is putting plans into place, plan A, B, and C. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. There is no doubt about that. Yeah, you got to have multiple plans. Jake Nelson, Utah has value, but they already said they wouldn't go to the Big 12. No, that's not yeah, what that's they not said. Yeah, that's not what they said, dude. We were told by sources essentially sitting on top of the totem pole at Utah that they have had productive and real conversations with the Big 12, um, that they respect the Big 12, but we were told directly that um, Utah said not right now because Utah does not want to leave the Pac-12. And I think the, the biggest issue is they worry about the loss of educational revenue and they worry about, I think they worry about partnerships and relationships as they should. Um, and I also think that when you look at Utah, they said not right now. Utah, I, from what our sources have told us, Utah has never said we're never going to the Big 12. No. That's never happened. They're, they have never said the Big 12 sucks. We're not go- They've never done that. Yeah. They have never <laughs> done that. Um, so, you know, hullabilly, my guy. Hola, Billy. Where you been? Where you been, bro? Utah will be fine, baby. I believe they will. I believe they will. Uh, To Masta, Utah can move to California. Well, I did see moving vans heading up to Utah. So I mean, you know, they're they're going to pick up the whole. You know, they're going to pick up Rice Eccles and drive it out to Stillwater with a forklift, right? Yeah, I think so. This is what's going to happen, Tonto. Yeah, Uh, Renee Roca. I'd be fine with Utah to the Mountain West. Value, please elaborate. Okay, so. Again, explain to me People why. Misinterpreting what I'm saying. If you are Utah, why would you go to the Mountain West? Yeah. Explain to me. And again, I ask this: find me the P5 program that is has been like, yeah, fuck it, we're out. We're going to a yeah, we're going to a G5. This P5 you know. stuff, we don't need that. Come on. When it, tell me where that is. Do B, you have to be nice to stupid people? B. We've talked about the value of Utah repeatedly. So beyond the fact that they're dominant in football, mm-hmm. beyond the fact that they have arguably the best or one of the best coaches in the country, some of the best facilities, some of the best education, um, some of the best non-football, basketball sports in the country, Beyond the fact that their research, their revenue streams, their institutions, their different schools, like beyond all of that, like you combine, like, what do you mean? What is their value? Like, and I, I, think, I think this is a real conversation. I think fans look at this as, well, they haven't ever been to the college football playoff. What's their value? Not a good question. That has nothing to do with it. Almost nothing to do with it. Yeah. Now, if, if Alabama was available, well, shit, yeah, it's, it's Nick Saban. Oh, it's Nick Saban. It's Alabama. They've won championships. Okay, the dynasty great. is not over. Totally get it. But how many of these schools that we're talking about, do you really think the Big Ten's like, hmm, <coughs> well, they only won 11 <coughs> games there, and then they won six games here. And did you see their track and field program? Um, and by the way, Oregon's got terrible um, uniforms. Yeah, we're, you know, 
I just, you know, we're vetting schools, and I just don't think that they're a fit. That's out of the window. Do you really think? No. Do you guys, I, I mean, do you hear the question, like, what's the value in Utah? <laughs> Quiet. Quiet. I just think that's, a, I, with all due respect, Roka, because you're on the show every day, and I love you, dude, but this is a ridiculous question. Yeah. It's a ridiculous question. Uh, Boyd Lake, for Utah to have max value, they need to play BYU in the Holy War every freaking year. Agreed. But if we're talking about athletics in general, let's just talk about athletics in general. Utah Ute fans travel everywhere. Did you see the Rose Bowl? Back-to-back years, remember that part where they went to the Rose Bowl two years in a row? By the way, if you look at the Pac-12 championship games, almost nobody goes to those games. Um, uh, Ute fans went mass to those games. I mean, you Just can complain. Saying. Do they not win out of conference games? They don't. I agree. They've blown out of conference games, and it sucks. I think that changes this year with Florida, but until it does, it isn't. Yeah. Okay, great. There you go. Other than that, they've won back-to-back conference championships. The fans travel. Their fans watch them on TV. Their fans, like, support their partnerships. They support the Pac-12. Like, there's nothing not to like about Utah. Yeah nothing they are essentially secular now utah's in salt lake city and there's a massive lds latter-day saints mormon presence uh, absolutely in god's name image and likeness but it's not byu because remember nobody wanted byu because they wouldn't play on sundays and they wear magic underwear oh god and bless. then the cycle happened and everybody's like damn we should have added byu man wow what do you mean yeah. there's no value and that drives me crazy. Truck yeah. stop Gumby. Kind of hard to move a mountain. Well, from what I understand, you know, there's a Duramax diesel that if you hook up a chain at the right angle on the on the, the winch. Yeah. And you floor it. What do you bitch? I love that people on this show in the past. Like, like there was one particular troll whose name I won't mention, who I think quite literally thought that you had to pack your school and move somewhere else if you change conferences. It's not how it works. Like, oh, okay, USC is, oh, they're, so USC, they're in LA now, but they're moving to Chicago, right? Like they're moving their, uh, like Traveler the Horse um, is, is um, Chicago. Um. Like you're not physically packing boxes, douche. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a symbol on the top of your letterhead, man. It's a new painting on the field. Ryan Fair. Sir, it isn't that we bash Utah. How many schools are Big 12 uh, capable of adding? Six, in my opinion. I think the Big 12 can add six maximum. Uh, if Utah is the last out and the shelves are full, where else do they go than the Mountain West Conference? I think the Big Ten's a possibility for Utah. I think in, in a scenario where the Pac-12 collapses, certainly the Big Ten would be an option. If the Pac-12 remains in place, I don't think Utah's leaving. Yeah. That's just my opinion. If it's down to six teams, and my true belief is that if teams leave, if schools leave, and I keep saying teams, if universities leave, yeah, and let's say the Arizonas and Colorado and Gonzaga go to the Big 12. You know. I certainly believe that Oregon and Washington will go to the Big 10. And then what do you have? Well, you don't have Oregon, you don't have Washington, Arizona, Arizona State, and you don't have um, Colorado. So half your conference is gone. Um, do you have a conference anymore? 
because adding San Diego State and SMU or <laughs> Evans to Betsy, Farmer's Market, Fresno State, or I, apparently there's this huge movement to add Air Force, which I still don't understand. And you forgot about Bishop Sycamore, dude. And Bishop Sycamore, Thank great you. football program. Thank you. You add those to the Pac-12, you still don't oh, have no. a, a conference. No. So the issue isn't that one team could leave. If one goes, I think you're going to probably lose between four and six. And then you don't have a conference. So when we talk about teams not leaving, I don't think that that's the question. It's how many will leave if they leave. Yeah. And if that happens, Utah is going to be, I'm telling you, Utah will not be left out in the cold. And the they're not going to the mountain. They were in the Mountain West. Yeah. They're not going not to the mountain. That's not it's, happening, dude. That's not a thing. I'm telling you, that's not a thing. The, the Big Ten and the Big 12 would add Utah today if they could, I think. Uh, Kurt Peters, Utah's value as much as they uh, remaining schools, not much value left on the table. I think that every brand in the Pac-12 right now is damaged goods because I think, I think you're, you're bleeding out on the middle of a highway in the desert and there's a bunch of vultures circling over your head. <coughs> I, 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 I subscribe I, to Nature is Metal on Instagram. I've seen it with seen my own it. two eyes. Yes. You've seen the wild African dogs eating the gazelle. This is, is I was, I don't know if shocked or stunned is the way that you I would. shook. I was really surprised to get this update on the Big Ten today. I thought I would be like, well, Brett McMurphy said that it and cleared. Hmm. What does that mean? And I thought somebody would say, well, you know, they just went through the whole relationship oh, what thing. What are you talking about, man? What would they be like? But no, dude, they went to their TV partners you know, like they, they have had, from what we were told, they have had significant conversations back and forth for a number of weeks. You ready for this one? They've had additive discussions. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But no <laughs> artificial preservatives. Right, stuff. right. Christopher Shannon, Washington State, Utah, Oregon State to the Mountain West Conference. Why are we obsessing on the Mountain West? I, I don't know. Like, Jesus. But... Oh, you, Oklahoma is an interesting question because everybody said, oh, if Oklahoma leaves, it's over. Well, they left, and what happened? Mm. Got it figured out. Big 12's in a better spot after Oklahoma and Texas left. It's incredible. Uh, Moth Prof says, does NBC spending uh, more on the Big Ten possibly affect the Notre Dame potential contract? I don't, but you know what I think it impacts? NBC Universal being part of the Pac-12 TV deal. Because aren't you cutting off your nose to spite your face? Kind of, yeah. If you were NBC Universal, would you really be agreeing to pay more money to get Washington and Oregon to the Big Ten if you were going to do a deal with the Pac-12? Did nobody think about that? <laughs> and I'm being serious. Yeah, I don't think they have. Did nobody think about the fact? And this is what we said about, about ESPN, and everybody said, you guys are a bunch of dickbags. You know, okay. Trust me, bro. So when ESPN and Fox according to our sources, told Pac-12 and the Big 12, hey, guys, we think you should merge. Let's have, um, some, let's have some tea and crumpets and talk about it. And the Pac-12 said, hell no. Hell no. And now we know, over time, ESPN's not been aggressive at all in talking to the Pac-12. Yeah. In fact, it's taken a hard line. Refused to compete with Amazon. Because according to our sources, at one point, George Klyovkov was trying to get Amazon and ESPN into a bidding war. And they both said, nah, we're good. Here's what we're offering. Thanks a lot. They've never been able to, 
stir that up. And ESPN is not working to burn the Pac-12 to the ground. It's just not helping yeah. to save it. Exactly. And now NBC Universal, who we, we reported exclusively March 11th, hey, NBC Universal is talking to the Pac-12 about a TV deal. Two weeks ago now, I think, Dennis Dodd. Oh, NBC Universal is talking to the Pac-12 oh. about a TV deal. Oh. Went back to our guys in the TV industry and said, yeah, hey, are they talking? Yep, they've, they've had conversations in the last 10 days. Mm. That clearly didn't bear fruit. That was about four weeks ago. And now what happened? Oh, now... NBC, oh. NBC's agreed to pay more money, according to our sources, to get Washington and Oregon into the conference, into the Big Ten. Like, these are not accidental. And I think the thing that George Klyovkov forgets regularly is he's not playing in an ocean. He is quite literally playing in a saucepan <laughs> where everybody <laughs> knows everybody. Like, there's no big expansive spaces where Jimmy at NBC and, you know, Steve at ESPN don't talk. They don't know each other. They, they never talk. Yeah, they do. Because they know each other very, very well. And it behooves them to talk. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I think ESPN has come out smelling like a rose on this thing. Yeah. Because they just don't need to pander. They there don't need... There's no question. They, yeah, they don't need to try. They really don't. Nope. So I just, I think it's incredibly bad, bad form. Bad, bad form for the Pac-12 yeah. to have no way to protect itself. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's been the issue for how long now? I mean, the Pac has <laughs> been this, been, you, want, you want to make boat analogies or, Dude. you know, body of water analogies? Dude, we're not talking about the Titanic sinking here. We're talking about a, a paper, you know, sailboat that never really got going in these discussions, you know, wilting away at the, uh, you know, the boiling mac and cheese water, bro. Like, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about some prolific conference that, you know, just saw some adversity and now all of a sudden they're, you know, no longer able to operate. I, I mean, again, the, the biggest mistake in this whole thing was hiring George Klyavkov because, again, totally if you had a Brett Yormark, you wouldn't be in this position. You'd probably be done already. That's right. I totally agree. And it is, it's incredibly frustrating. Hero 75, if you had a better commissioner, you'd be in a better position. Because you look at the way Kevin Warren, you look at the way Brett Yormark came in and those guys left and you bring a new commissioner into the Big Ten, Petiti, and what do they do? Keep rolling, bro. They bring people together and they say, hey, here's who I am. What do you need? How can I help? And they go on these barnstorming tours and they talk and they communicate. And You guys remember that moment in Wolf of Wall Street where he's like, the show goes on? I feel like that's what Tony and Brett did. They roll I in. Think so. They get on their private charter jet. And they're like, all right, show goes on. Show goes on. Hey, BYU. The show UCF, goes on. Houston. Like, hey, bro, you know, got to bring you in. Cincinnati, got to bring you in. You know, and if you're Tony, you're like, okay, yep, show goes on. Show goes on. Ohio State's in the college football playoff, and now I got to go out and add Oregon and Washington. And, by the way, I might fall into, you know, Stanford and Cal, too. So, sorry, Pac-12. We are going to gut you like a fish. We're just going to make the optics uh, look a little better than that. Uh, Hero75 gives us $5 to say, once Stanford and Cal decide if they want to leave with their millions in research money, it's over for the Pac. Yeah. I think they are two of the great unknowns 
I think I have package deal, bro. I've heard with someone I've heard repeatedly that they are in very much demand. And I think the Big Ten would love to add a Marlon Shaw. Hello, friend gives us $10 as a BYU fan. I would obviously love to dump on Utah from a fan perspective. However, truthfully, from a business perspective, the holy war alone brings the value for the TV contract. All else is gravy. I agree. Facts. Utah and BYU is is yeah. is million eight two million Sold people out stadiums big time football type vibe absolutely um, I just it's a no brainer Harry Austin gives us five dollars uh, to say the wild card to all this discussion is the ACC I think that is also slowing down this next stage of realignment in college football well, I just disagree I, well I mean, but I don't know how how do you expand or how do you contract the ACC. When your grant of rights is half a billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. That's I, crazy. I just think the ACC is on pause right now because because of the exit fee, right? Like it's, it's ridiculous. Just not, you're just not going anywhere, and I and I think, you know, again, another another big problem is again on the football side, you're already crowned Clemson, you're a one team conference, and on the basketball side, yeah, sure, you got some talent in that conference, but again. If you're going to merge with a conference, uh, again, you're not merging with the pack. You would want to merge with the Big 12 because you're a basketball conference already. So. Well, in regionality, I mean, is, you, is UNC going to Oregon State? No. Like, that's a murder's... Mur and the f furthermore, if you merge the ACC and the remaining members of the, the Pac-12, and you have, again, North Carolina basketball, let's say, or football, you pick. And let's say Stanford, Cal, Utah, and Washington State. Is are you going on that trip? Like, is that that's a basketball, baseball, softball track trip, right? Like, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna probably go to certainly the Bay Area and play four softball games or you well, know five I, softball games against Stanford and Cal. And then what are you gonna do? Are you gonna go? You're gonna go north to the Palouse and then out to the mountain? Like it's. Regionally speaking, it just doesn't have a lot of balls. Yeah, I think the thing you'd have to do, it's kind of like what F1 does, right? Where now they're, you notice that it, with F1 auto racing, that used to be that they just came to the Texas track, you know, Circuit of Americas. Now they've got Miami and they've got Texas and they've got Vegas and, it, you know, and they're adding all these circuits. And I, and I think about that a lot with college football and I'm like, okay, like look at the Big Ten. Right. With this example we've been talking about today. OK, if you're going to add Washington and Oregon, obviously now you've got some nice synergy. Right. The flight from Oregon to USC is obviously not arduous. It's not a long flight. And so if you look at the ACC, yeah, like if you're going to have UNC coming out to the West Coast, I would guess that they would have to bounce around and be on the road for like three weeks and yeah. then you'd bring them home. I mean, you're not going to fly back and forth week after week you're going to send them out you for can't three afford weeks. to do you can't yeah. afford to operate like yeah, that. I mean, you're going to send them out for three weeks and bring them back and then again the same deal though vice versa right two-way street your west coast representation is going to come east for a couple weeks but this is why oregon and washington usc and ucla make so much sense for each other and for the tv partners yes it's incredibly important i mean it, it's I mean, when you are when you when you think Big Ten, you want to think the best schools in the country, like you do when you think barbecue pit stop. You think the best barbecue equipment in the country, right? You think Traeger and Yoder and Big Green Egg and Camp Shep, and you can shop online at bbqpitstop.com. If you're in the great state of Utah, Layton, Logan, Layton, Lehigh, Payson, St. George, the Jeezy, yeah, my God, the Jeezy, yeah. 
Salt Lake City on State Street in Murray, across from the mall. They have everything you need. And by the way, if you're a big barbecue fan, no matter where you are in the great states of the United States, I'm telling you, there are rubs, sauces, spices, seasonings that are all available on their website. All the equipment, the tongs, the the aprons, the grill covers, the mats, they're all available. Knock it down at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it. On the Monty Show, if you're just tuning into the show, we are talking about breaking news um, in the Big Ten. Uh, you know that Brett Murphy from Action Network kind of had a lot of people scratching their heads when he went on uh, 365 Sports and said that, quote, the uh, Big Ten had vetted and cleared, end quote, Oregon and Washington. Well, he did the same thing to us. We were like, I'm sorry, what would you say, motherfucker? We oh, couldn't figure it out. About, man? So naturally, we got on the phone to our sources and we started banging around and our sources said, hey, this is what we know, but hey, you might want to call this guy. Hey, guys. He's got some... And we wound up having this nice round conversation with several different people who all told us the same thing that, hey, Brett Murphy was exactly right as usual. He nailed it. And that Oregon and Washington are open and free to join the Big Ten at their convenience. Because the Big Ten, according to our sources, has an agreement with CBS, NBC, and Fox to add Oregon and Washington, with most of those finances being applied by CBS and NBC, based on the Big Ten TV contract, Fox has you know, Big Ten Saturday on Fox, mm-hmm. the early kickoff windows, whereas NBC and CBS, and specifically NBC, has the Big Ten After Dark package on NBC and Peacock. And it begins to add up that, hey, in 2024, when USC and UCLA join the Big Ten, because that's when that happens, that Oregon and Washington may well follow. How about that? But remember that the new Big Ten TV contract, it was you know explained to me today, starts this summer with this coming season. So you're going to see that, hey, there's a hole in NBC's programming in that late window um, that USC and UCLA fill and Oregon and Washington fill should Oregon and Washington decide to join the conference. Now, that's a big if, right? Because now they know that they're going to get paid to do that. But the biggest question is, why not do it now? And I think a big part of that is, one, the Big Ten does not want to be seen as quote-unquote rating the Pac-12, according to our sources, they don't want to be seeing the one that's going to Oregon and Washington be like, all right, let's go right now. Screw the Pac-12. Let's go. $100 million. Yeah. They right, don't like, want to be the Death Star. Exactly right. But I also think that there's a big part of this that is Oregon and Washington don't necessarily want to leave the Pac-12. It makes more sense for them to be aligned, A, geographically, and I think there is some hesitation around that. But B, when you look at the way that the Pac-12 is operating or historically has, it's been a pretty decent living in the Pac-12 for Oregon and Washington. And I think there is a lot of hesitation to do that. Now, having said that, I think that they will leave when this whole TV situation in the Pac-12 wraps up. And I do believe, in my opinion, that that will be in early June. Because a very good point was made to me today that, hey, these are people that go on vacations. Mm -hmm. These administrators, these presidents and chancellors have long blocks of off time in the summer, which would be June and really the early part of July because their academic years begin in July. And really all the kids start coming back to campus 
for sports in July, late July, and all the students start coming back in, in August. Yeah. So their vacation time is June and July. So you don't want to take this into your vacation when you're on an island or you're on vacation with your family. Hello. We're not available now. And you got to try and find a way to get President Kose at Washington on the phone or they want to wrap this up now. And I think George Klyovkov, the commissioner of the Pac-12, is on the clock. And more than he has been, there has been a belief, and I know we've talked about this on the show. If you watch the show, there's been a belief um, for the last, I'm not going to say months, but certainly the last six weeks, yeah. that there's a renewed sense of urgency to get this TV deal done before the summer break. It's so funny to me, too. It's like, you know, the, like <laughs> the notion that, hey, the sense of urgency seemed to dissipate for a cup of coffee. And now it's like, oh, hey, there's a renewed sense of urgency. Like, dude, how did your sense of urgency ever fall off? Like, how did your sense of urgency ever, ever not be at the absolute highest it could be like the entire time? Because again, th like this TV deal, I, I hate to say it, but if this doesn't work out, like, are you even going to have a conference? Are, are, are you going to exist? I mean, I don't know how, like... Like, all the presidents in the Pac-12 can sit here and blow smoke and tell us, oh, yeah, we're confident, and, you know, we're going to get a deal, and it's going to be amazing. But then our boy Brett McMurphy, right, Action Network on 365 Sports is out here talking about how, you know, hey, you know, they've been vetted and cleared, and, and you know, should they decide they want to go, now they can. Like, so you see how the Pac-12 was putting out one narrative, but the reality over here is a completely different narrative. And that's why I say, like, this concept of, hey, your administrators are going on, on their vacations, which I totally understand, uh, and you need to get this done, brings me right back to, hey, it's going to be done Thanksgiving. It's going to be done Christmas. It's going to be done New Year. It's going to be done, you know, on your mom's birthday. It's going to be done on Thanksgiving Day. It's going to be done here and there. Like, this has dragged out, and I just think it's time to get it handled. Get it done, dude. And I think everybody wants to get it done. Yeah, well, I think everybody wants to get it done. And I think there is, you know, the, the, the word momentum is a very interesting word. And I, I think when you look at this contract situation, I do believe momentum is the right word. Because I, I think now it's almost like walls closing in, right? Like you have all these competitive, the Big 12 from one side, the Big 10 from the other side, and now they're closing in. And at some point, People are going to duck and cover. Mm -hmm. And that means joining a new conference. And there's just been too much said. I mean, if you look at what President Robbins in Arizona said about having great affinity for the Big 12, and no smoke. calling it a power basketball uh, conference, and then the news comes that you're, you're doing a deal, the Big 12 in Rucker Park, and you're doing a deal in Mexico to have basketball in Mexico City and Big 12 football played in Monterey and – you're announcing all this stuff and your Big 12 Media Day, which we will be live at uh, on July 12th and 13th. is going to be a Texas stadium in Dallas. You're going to do your NFL uh, Pro Day as an entire conference at AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas, the home of the Cowboys. Like You're constantly moving with momentum if you're the Big 12. And the Pac-12 is stuck in the mud. And I just don't see a way that you fix it. And I, I do think... This is, this is just now, it's a matter of time. Mm -hmm. it, is a, it is not a matter of if, I think it is a matter of when, and I think it is, 
This is all self-inflicted. Yeah. There's just no reason for it. Renee Roca says Utah is in Texas. One university from that state is plenty. I, I think you guys don't get it. Do you understand? Like, this is the other thing. Stop comparing BYU and Utah. They're, what are they, 40 miles apart? They might as well be in different universes. They're, they're, they are not similar. They are not the same. They're not in that state. Like, you have to stop with this idea that you know everything. Because yeah. trust me when I tell you, this statement that Utah isn't Texas, one university from that state is plenty, it just shows me that you are out of your ever-loving mind. Yeah, you have no idea what you're talking about, man. It, it, it just, it means absolutely nothing that they are 40 miles apart. They might as well be 40,000 miles apart because it, it, they're two totally different entities. I, I don't know how to make that. I don't know how to make that. And I'm not sitting here. It's weird. You guys have put me in this position where you say so many things that are ridiculously incorrect about Utah, where you, you just have this, and I just think it's a, a, it's a, a naivete. I don't know what the right it's word is. It's a preconceived is, notion. You have no idea what you're talking about with Utah. Well, they have no value. You have no idea what you're talking about. They have one school from that state's enough. You have no idea what you're talking about. Do you understand the money, the viewership, the reach, the revenue stream? that BYU and Utah in the same conference provides? Pipeline, bro. Do you have any idea what you're talking about? That game, that game will be one of the biggest games of the year. Let's say it's in the Big 12. That will be one of the biggest television games of the year in the conference. Thanks. Do you have, so now one team from that state, like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You know, like, that's crazy to me. Um... Let's see. Greg Romano says the eye patch. Thank you, Texas and Oklahoma. Without you, we would still be independent losers. Sign Utah fans. Okay, that's cool. Uh, Immaculate says NBC is handing out that money that Notre Dame isn't getting. I, that is the only angle that I think could force Notre Dame into the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Because eventually, and I think, by the way, it's important to note, NBC is going out of their way to make sure that people know they, they want Notre Dame football back. Yeah. It's a matter of how much money is there. Because the only thing, in my opinion, and being a massive Notre Dame fan and growing up in Chicago, I, I know a lot of people at Notre Dame. I can tell you the only thing that, in my belief, that's going to move Notre Dame to the Big Ten is money. It would And it would have to be more than $100 million. Because as an independent, Notre Dame has everything you want. They have access to the college football playoff. They have major games on television. They're still a big draw. They sell a ton of merchandise. They sell out, you know, Notre Dame Stadium. Like, they have everything they want. Why would they join a conference in football? You really wouldn't. And I, I think the only thing they can do that if, if NBC's like, yeah, we'll give you 20 million bucks. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, the, Derek says the Big Ten will get at least four ACC schools. Mm. I don't see the ACC collapsing unless ESPN decides that that's okay. Again, I just think the ACC is in the back burner, dude. There's just no, like, there's not, that out clause is just so hefty. Nobody's going to absorb that, man. You'd rather just And why wait. would ESPN give that up? Yeah. Why, why would you do that? It, there's not, that's the problem for, 
the ACC. There's no everybody wants it to change, but there's no momentum to change it. Yeah, there's no way. There's no there's no vehicle to change the ACC because you would have to get multiple TV partners to move. You'd have to get all of these universities on this grant of right, and a lot of them don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Clemson and Florida State, I think, truly believe they belong in the SEC. I mean, like, it's just really difficult to get that much money moved. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how that would happen. Uh, the Ute homers are out in force today, Capazzo says. Are they really? I was unaware. Uh, speaking of which, Renee Roca. They could schedule BYU, which would help the Big 12, and then, no, they can't schedule BYU. If you're, let me get this right, you're BYU, and you want to schedule your in-state rival in a game that could knock you out of any potential playoff position. You're Utah, who routinely wins conference championships and goes to big bowl games. You want to schedule BYU in a game that could have college football playoff implications because Utah's a college football playoff contender every year, especially in an expanded field. Yeah. It's an incredibly difficult game to schedule. Yeah. I think almost impossible at this point. Yeah. Almost impossible. Uh, let's see. Eddie Stoss. Ha ha. Pack your school. Exactly. It's a wild thought, isn't it? Like, it is like, can you think about like, Hey, they're going to, they're going to uproot the school and put it on a flatbed and drive it across the country. They're not doing that, dude. Capazzo says fire butt is better than most of the Pac-12. Fire butt. Okay. Okay. Right. Christopher Shannon, we don't have AAU in ranked 127. Okay. Okay. That's cool. I, I don't, I'm not the guy that hates on Oklahoma. Trust me for that. Immaculate, your mark was such a beast uh, with grabbing up Cincy, UCF, Houston, and BYU so quickly that the networks paid the Big 12 to not invite any more G5s. Yeah, quite literally said no G5s, but any P5, let's go. You know. Saul Goodman said, hot damn, guys. What's that mean? What do you mean? Uh, Nick M, NBC, CBS, Fox, ESPN are not going to, quote, save the pack. That's very clear now. Um... WU or Oregon vetted and cleared. The pack cannot exist after 2024. So no matter how much they quote, love the pack, why keep waiting? Because I don't think they see it that way. I think there are some, and I would put the number at four, maybe five presidents in the pack 12 who believe they can survive. Right. Cause I don't think Arizona, Arizona state, Colorado, uh, believe they can survive. I think those three schools would specifically be gone tomorrow if they could. Right. I think they would roll because I think they don't believe in the foundation of the Pac-12. That's an opinion from people I've talked to. I think Stanford and Cal are Switzerland. They're just chilling. I think Oregon and Washington are now firmly on the fence of we're not going to make it. You know, like in the in the fifth element, you remember well, like when the evil was like bearing down on yeah, the earth, the, this ball of death and homie was like, we're not going to make it. Yeah. And he breathes on the stone and it opens up. I think that's Oregon and Washington. And I think Oregon State and Washington State are like, please survive, please survive, please survive. <laughs> Excellent strategy, sir. Please survive, please survive. Like that, I, that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. And I, I think the conference, the biggest problem in the Pac-12 is, that, is A, George Klyovkov, but 1A 
is that there's no unity in the conference. It is what it is. They don't hate each other, but they're not aligned. That's yeah. for sure. Yep. There, there's just no doubt about that. Uh, big shout out to Ken Williams, who gave us 10 memberships today. Let's go, Ken. Let's go, baby. Appreciate you. Good Thank job, you very dude. much. Um, and I know we have a lot of super chats today. And I am looking for them. Uh, Super Chat is like when you do the Marlon Shaw and pay us $5. We always read those. Uh, Go Everblades. Yeah, how about that? How about that? And look at the uh, mighty dead fish in Idaho. Jerks. The mighty dead fish. Uh, The Idaho steelheads are very good. They're very good. Uh, go Everblades. <laughs> in, this is hockey, my friends. ECHL, they play on frozen oh, water. Oh, this is hockey. They play on frozen water. Got uh, going it. for a second round sw- uh, sweep tonight. Love you guys and the show. Be safe. Have a great weekend, Marlon. You stud. Appreciate you, Marlon. Thank you very much. Delaric, my guy, what's up? Gives us $2. What happens to Washington State when the pack falls? I could not tell you. I don't know. I think they're one of the I think they are one of the great unknowns. Yeah. I I don't I don't know. I think that's a really difficult question to answer. I think it's a fascinating one. I think it's a fascinating one. Uh but truly I, I don't have a handle on Washington State at all. Uh Zesty's retro and games. Do you think the Big Twelve still adds four basketball teams if the Pac twelve ends? What wait, what do you mean? I don't understand that question. I think, um, I mean, I don't know what that, do they add four basketball teams? Yeah, um, there's not basketball teams. There's universities that have basketball programs. Do you mean Gonzaga? I yeah, mean, they're going to add mean? Gonzaga. I don't think there's any question about that. Gonzaga. You know. Uh, Eddie Stas. Imagine Big Ten getting uh, Notre Dame, UW, Oregon, Stanford, and Cal. Wow. Yeah, that would yeah. be phenomenal for the Big Ten. Uh, Ryan Fair is UW is uh, Utah BYU as big as Texas and A and M? Yes, it's massive here. It is. Yeah, I mean people don't talk. Families do not talk during the week. Mm-hmm. They don't talk after that game. Like it's it's everything that you want. It truly is salty. I'll What's up? Good much. to see you, my friend Saul Goodman. Uh, big Ten needs to cut some of those worthless schools like Northwestern and Rutgers. Okay, again, Northwestern educational institution, bro. And they actually occasionally win. You know. You know. Uh, Jansen, what do you guys think of Deion Smith from Colorado transferring to BYU? We'll see. I am a skeptic of the BYU coaching staff. Yeah. I want to see the biggest question about BYU is can they develop their talent? Because Kalani put together a staff like I think it is the best staff in the history of BYU football. Can you develop talent? It's plain and simple. Might want to start you know, the quarterback position. Like one of the questions I would ask you guys is who's the best, who is the best college football team in the country? Who's the best team in the country? Because did you guys see what Alabama did today? Alabama lands number one transfer safety, Jalen Key from UAB. Mm-hmm. Took him from Florida State to Old Miss, mm-hmm. who were heavily in on Key. He had a laundry list of teams. The dynasty is not over. So if you want to go to the NFL and you play safety, where are you going? Nick Saban is a better man than you are. You're going to roll some tide. Roll tide. Right? I'm telling you, Alabama's still the best team. And yes. you look at you look at Joe. Joe. You look at Kirby Smart's off-field problems. Jesus. 
Did you guys see that um, Andre Carter had a suspended license? Jalen. Jalen. You said Andre. I said Andre. Jalen Carter. Yeah. Uh, had a suspended license the night that he was racing and a teammate and a staffer were killed. <coughs> he was racing <coughs> on a suspended license, <coughs> Jalen Carter was. Yeah, let's draft this guy. Real good, real good draft pick. He's had multiple, multiple off-field incidents. Whatever. Alcohol. I mean, obviously the Stetson Bennett situation. DUIs. Like, I mean, That's this cute. has been. I remember when I had my first beer. Dude, this has been a terrible off-season for Georgia football. Yeah. And I'm telling you that Nick Saban is just sitting there right now sharpening his tax. And he is just going to be ready to go. Yep. And to add somebody like Jalen Key, that kid can play football. And to get the coaching and the development in the secondary that you get at Alabama, boom, they're going to be very good. Yeah, I mean, Nick Saban's a legend for developing guys. I mean, you know, you look at, I mean, hell, Jalen Hurts might be the best example of that. You know, like. Who is the, who is the best college football team in the country? Well, I, I mean, mean, Vegas thinks it's Georgia. Yeah, I mean, Vegas has Georgia 13 to 4 to win the college football playoff this coming season. Alabama, of course, is number two at 11 to 2. You know, so, I mean, they're right behind them. You know, you look at Ohio State, 13 to 2. Okay. And here we go. SC, 10 to 1. See, I think it's Alabama and SC. You don't think it's no, Georgia? I don't. I think there's just been too much noise now. Yeah. There's been too much noise. And teams that have terrible summers don't have great falls. Yeah. They don't. If you look at the teams in the history of college football who've just had derelict after derelict getting arrested and making headlines and Pervin Meyer. Right? Those guys don't go on to have great seasons. You look at the programs that are flying under the radar. And now the transfer portal is a headline, right? Okay, well, we added Jalen Key and we did this and we did that and Nick Saban recruits, and now he's fully embraced the portal in NIL. And, and you look at what you look at, and I know Lincoln Riley's a cock. I mean, he, nobody likes him. Can't stop your mom from we running the football up the middle. Oh, they lost a two-lane. Lost a two-lane. I'd remind you, he's got the Heisman Trophy winner under center, even if he paints his nails. You're filling in for somebody. That's, you know, you look at, you look at uh, Lil... Lil Bryce Young here, dude. Can't get a nickel for his center, dude. Did you guys bad. see? Real quick, not to derail it, because I want in the comments the best football team in the country. Did, did, oh, we didn't get it. You didn't put that in. No, we didn't get it. There's a video of Bryce Young, yeah, in the offseason program for the Carolina oh, Panthers. Oh, it's bad, dude. It's bad, dude. He, I mean, he. We, I did find Bryce Young though squatting. Mm -hmm. We did get locker room workout. Here's Bryce Young squatting. Look at Buddy. I mean, you look, look at, at Bryce buddy. Young. Look at Buddy. You look at Bryce Young and you realize very quickly, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the intensity. Look at Bryce. Put, What's I mean, the zoom in on his face here? Okay, well, okay great, great. Okay, okay. 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 All right. Hey, hey I like dude, it. Look at, buddy. look at Bryce Young working hard. Yeah. Look at him working hard. And notice he's not working out with, like, the kickers. I mean, he's working out with like the linebackers. But you know that what what does that remind me of? We also, you know, we also saw. Um, I shouldn't do it. We also saw verticality. 
<laughs> the Kyler Murray video in the weight room. Look at this. Vi I mean, look at Kyler Murray in the weight room, dude. And look is, at Kyler Murray. Exclusive tape. Totally. You know, nobody else has. Look this. at ass to grass for Kyler Murray coming off of an ACL surgery. Yeah, dude. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? I mean, look at Buddy's face on the zoom in, dude. Look at Kyler. Oh my God. Unbelievable. Kyler Murray. Well, hey. I think quarterbacks in the NFL are going to be amazing. <laughs> Jesus Christ with these novels. Arturo Balderez gives us $20 to say, what's up with Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado staying in the pack? The writing's on the wall. That it, This is a sinking ship, and there doesn't seem to be a TV deal in sight. It's obvious that joining the Big 12 ensures survival. Do you, do you think Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado are not are they're just going to evaporate if they don't join the Big Twelve? <laughs> I don't know what ensure survival means. I appreciate the twenty dollars. Nobody's leaving the Pac twelve until they absolutely have. They're to. not going to make some like knee jerk. Hey, like I don't even disagree with you, man. Yeah, no, I agree. No, that, you're right. I, in theory, I, I agree the ship is sinking, but but. That doesn't mean that these teams are going to jump off of it on, no. onto the... They're looking for the lifeboat. They're not looking for another ship, dude. Yeah, I, I don't... Uh, yeah, I, I don't... Nobody's looking to yeah. jump ship. Yeah. Nobody. Uh, San Diego State Glenn says a fifth element reference. I love it. Yeah. I'm telling you. Hullabilly says, I thought that was Lamar Jackson. Could have been. The this eye patch... Is empty. Yeah, the eye patch has actual footage. From the opposite full the weight room yeah and it's and it's from our sources uh who are actually in the room you know you know i just yeah you know uh david sebesta a couple of inches shorter i thought it was kyler murray yeah. exactly uh exactly you know what i mean zesty says the university of kansas is the best team in the country no zesty it's too early to be doing acid and we were saying that you know you know uh anna Says that's true about summer to fall. I agree with you on that. Yeah, none of the no no team that has a terrible summer goes on to do great things in the fall. This case is empty. You know, uh, Arch Quick Archer Quick says USC has a brand new D line. Yes, they do. I'm telling, they're the best team. I I think they are the best team next to Alabama because I think, in my opinion, I think Nick Saban's tired of hearing about it. Jimmy, they are novels because more words, more money to Monty. Exactly right. Right, right. Exactly right. right. You know. Uh, Michael says Clemson at 15 to 1 is great value. It is. Already crowned Clemson. You know they're going to the, you know they're they're gonna win the conference championship in the ACC every year in football. Already crowned Clemson. Yeah, ACC. I don't, I, I, See, see, I don't see Clemson at 15 to 1 here. It's 18 to 1 you know. now. Mm. Uh, Greg Romano. Monty, in your opinion, what does the media deal dollar amount have to be for the PAC to, uh, schools to be satisfied? $25 million. $25 million. PAC keeps them together, in my opinion. Uh, the Big Lubbock. Your mark did not invite UH, Cincinnati, and UCF. Bullsby did that, correct? Correct. Common misconception. But, 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 that's correct. But, however, however, your mark has simply picked up the torch and turned it into like a massive fire beam and kept a the massive yeah. fire beam. Yeah. So there was enough. There a was a massive fire beam. There was enough flame to torch the toast, if you know what I mean. A, ma a massive. <laughs> 
fire beam. Yeah, I do what I can. Okay. That's true. I mean, which is fine. Yeah. A massive fire beam. Uh, a couple more. Uh, Kyle A says, hey, fellas. Hey, Kyle A. Hey, y'all. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says, row tide. T-E-I-D. Row tide. Ken Williams says, haha, Monty. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate that. Saul Goodman, if the pack folds, Victor's the way. See, bro. You... Victor's the way. See what Victor's he did there? Victor's the way. Uh, says, Monty, SC. Oh, my God. Dude, SC has so much. I think SC is four and a half deep on the football team. I'm not even kidding. I think they are four and a half deep on the football. Like, who, in, who, in your opinion, is the best team in the country? Because I'm telling you right now. I am telling you right now. It is either USC or Alabama. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to go Alabama. I need to see Lincoln show he can play defense, dude. I agree, and I'm blazed bunny. Hullabilly, you'll see soon enough. SC is stacked, and I mean stacked, bro. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. SC's a six-foot blonde with, like, top and bottom and just six-inch stilettos. To You're see. out of your freaking mind. You're going to get hurt that night. Uh, Jansen, one of those RSL tickets will be gone tomorrow. I have an appointment at Big O Tires in American Fork to get new brake pads. Let's, Let's go. go baby. Damn right. You want to join bro. us? You want to join us for RSL and NYFC on June 10th? It is our summer promotion right here on the Monty Show. You guys, it's not just, oh, well, we got a couple of tickets and we're going to go watch a game with some folks. And no, friends, uh, this is actually in the Zag Club. It is, there are only 15 tickets. I think that will be down to six tickets left. Mm -hmm. And you get all the food you want, all the drink you want. Alcohol is not included. Uh, You get a ticket to the game. You get parking. You get a VIP entry. You get on the actual field before the game to watch warm-ups. Then you hang out with him. I'm not going. I just, I refuse. Sorry if you're offended by that. That's a lie. I'll be there. There's free food. I'm fat. Um, Jake and I will be there. We'll be hanging out. You're going to get a special t-shirt that you get to wear. It's going to be amazing. And it is all brought to you by Big O Tires and American Fork. Big O Tires. You want to get in instantly? Go to Big O Tires. Get an oil change. Buy new tires. Get your brake pads done. Get some work done at Big O Tires. You automatically get a ticket. Right? Oh, maybe you don't need auto work, right? Well, then go to Super Chicks in Ogden on Riverdale Road or in St. George, the Jeezy. Go to Super Chicks and don't be Jake. Get a deluxe. Set, walk in and say, hey, dude, the Monty Show says hey deluxe, extra pickles, salt fries, and cocaine in my ranch dressing. I'm a carb-eating motherfucker. And they'll serve it up to you with a smile. Because at Super Chicks, if you guys know Super Chicks, Super Chicks is, I think, the best chicken sandwich in the country. And our guys at the, the store on Riverdale Road, Nogden, and in St. George, three brothers own the company. They built those stores. Um, they work in those stores. They care about their communities. They're super nice guys. And they give back. And they get back through the Monty Show. Because you go in there, and they qualify you. All you have to do is Go buy yourself a chicken sandwich, take a picture of it, and send it to us on Twitter. Yes. The Monty Show, M O N T Y, The Monty Show. If you do that, you're automatically entered to win. Boom. But I'm telling you, there's only six tickets left. Yeah, I might want to get on it. Might want to get it. I, they will be gone this weekend. Yeah, they will. They will Boom. be gone this <laughs> weekend. I'm telling you.
I'm telling you, and we are just 28 days away from RSL at NYFC right there in the Zag Club that you're looking at. It is going to be awesome and amazing and all kinds of awesomeness and stuff. Yeah. You know. Um, it's awesome and amazing and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we would love to see you guys hang out with us there. If you're going to be at the RSL match, come by and say hello. We will be there June 10th. Uh, for RSL and NYFC, Greg Romano, do you do the side conversations in chat bother you guys? They don't. Not at all. Why do I care? Uh, Jed Wayman, the tile king of Utah. Uh, Super Chicks is very good. Yes, it is. Yes, hey, it Jet, is. Hey, Jet, didn't you say that uh, – did Jet go in already to Big O? Didn't Jet say he was going in or something like that? I think that? Teddy Wayman said he was going in. Yeah. See you there. Um, let's see. Holabilly. Cocaine in the ranch is next level. Must try, dude. Facts. Holabilly? Facts. I mean, this would be like thinking that, you know – McDavid and Dreisaitl aren't going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Come on, man. It'd be that level dumb not to go to so Super So are you Chiefs. an Oilers fan now, or what's the deal? No, but I have casually become a Leon Dreisaitl fan. You're filling in for somebody. Because I'm a Blackhawk fan, and what is there really to be a fan of if you're a Blackhawk fan? I mean, That's... we do have the number one pick in Connor Bedard. Yeah, Connor, Connor Bedard is going to spawn children all over the country. Um... But that hasn't happened. <laughs> He's going to spawn children Correct. all over the country. I think I could make an argument. I think I could make an argument that Leon Dreisaitl is the best player in the NHL. Yeah, there's an, that's a pretty easy argument to make, honestly. I think I could make that argument for certain. Um, let's see. Construction work says today after Judge Judy, Utah versus Boise State. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, sure. Keep okay. rolling, dude. Hot bench. Uh, Nate Davis. Monty, it's up more on the chat. My comment. Um, dude, we have had like 5,000 comments today. Uh, so, you know. Uh, Gary. What's up, Gary? Good to see you. Uh, hey, Monty. Big, uh, big Utes or 12 Utes? I think 12 Utes. Yeah. Uh, Holabilly also says Bama and Ohio State. Ohio State ain't the best team in the country, man. Nah. I'm telling you. I said to this guy the other day, so we had a brawl, and we don't talk about these things on the show very often. Right. So I was, I was sitting on Jake's chest the other day just dropping bows down on his face. Know your role and shut your mouth! Because when I said, who's the best college football coach in the country, what did you say? Stay hard! What did you say? I don't remember. Oh, Ryan Day in Ohio State! Stay hard! Oh, Stay my hard. God! Stay Ryan hard. Day! Oh. Stay hard! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Day. <laughs> and you guys wonder why we were rolling around on the floor okay, outside. First of all, dropping you, you bows on your face. characterized my take. Wh I didn't say he was the best. I said he was one of the best. No, we you were said a conversation. You said he's the best and Dude, he doesn't diddle people at Pervin's bar. Okay, well, Pervin likes to walk in and, you know, take his, you know, wank out and show it to people. <laughs> and, you know, and then we're surprised when Buddy can't be a coach anymore. <laughs> like, you know. You said his way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Pervin Meyer, Ohio State. You all remember, right? And yeah, Ryan Day, you are one of the best coaches in the country. You are in the college football playoff regularly. Yes, you are. God. You know, I was talking to Ken Williams today, and he was telling well, he me. he was talking to you. You weren't Well, he was. He was him, telling yeah. me what a terrible Republican I I become. personally would like an apology. Ken Williams tells me every day, hey, fat ass. Why don't you hey, just admit? fat ass. He doesn't say that. Fat. Part. He's like, hey, hey, fat. hey, tart hauler. Why don't you just admit that you're not a conservative? 
So Ken and I were talking today and he was telling me that. And Jake was like, you're dumb. What really do we have to lose? Ken it was the virus that killed it. Ken Williams is so awesome. He's the like, you're a terrible yes. conservative, Monty. I'm like, I know. I know. I know. I, I try. I, I do try. Uh, Ken Williams says, Jake, please stop giving your dad too much Bob Top. Hey. <laughs> I told him specifically, man, you got to be careful with how much you drink. You know, I, I've, I had my fill today. Bro, bucked up is so potent. You got to be careful with that, man. You know. Uh, let's see. Johnny uh, Sopper says the third major conference will be based upon the number of schools, not quality. Big 12 will take as many P5s as possible. Two-tier league with relegation division, 24-plus teams. That would be amazing. Well, man, I'm, I, I, you have really planned this out. Matt Ritson gives Matt. us four ninety nine. What's wrong? You couldn't afford the other penny, you yeah, deadbeat. Dude, like, what? What are we doing um, here? <laughs> I'm kidding. So, happen, Commissioner of the Pac twelve, uh, if conference folds. Well, I'm, I'm thinking he gets fired. Could be wrong. Uh, he, he they mutually agreed to, to part, part ways. ways. He wasn't fired. Uh, he works for Staple. Uh, he works Staple stuff envelopes and figures out calculators with the Pac twelve TV deal You're on the wrong. back of those envelopes. You're not wrong, dude. Uh, Big Dog O-Town, shout out to Mo Bamba. Uh, been the Super Chicks three times, mentioned the show, looked at me like I was an alien. Okay, which Super Chicks, man? What Super Chicks? Yeah, I mean, you can't just go to any Super Chicks. It's the one on one in Ogden off Riverdale Road or the one in the Jeezy. Mike Maples left a comment, and it won't show it to me on the StreamYard side. But Mike Maples, who's a stud, Said Super Chicks was great today. Riverdale team is where it's at. Let's go, baby. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, I mean, you, know. you got the cocaine ranch. You got the people. You got the Bacavo sandwich. I mean, you got it all, Stop. dude. Why do you You do got that? it all. <laughs> like, I'll, I, do I ask for all? Like, am I a, de am I a demanding father? You okay, fucking well, donkey. I am. We golfed today, and he almost tried to beat my face in with a club because I wouldn't stop saying the F word. Um, but come on now. Come on now. Truck Stop Gumby says cocaine ranch. <laughs> yes. Dude, the yes, ranch yes, it's yes. the ranch at Super Chicks. Bomb. Dude. Bomb. Dude. Bomb. I you know. Uh Texas Tech is the third best team. Apparently Big Lubbock's had a lot of that ranch today. Uh, you know. <laughs> I should stop. I should stop. Uh Renee Roca says two bums hired a row by the pack. In a row by oh, seriously. Seriously. Have there ever been two more? unsuccessful commissioners well they're not six they're like, not unsuccessful i mean they're extremely they're, efficient just because they're not successful Dude. doesn't mean they're unsuccessful yeah, i mean they're they might be the two greatest right? commissioners of all time at burning a conference to the ground you know they're successful in other ways you know it's fine uh truck stop gumby simply says fat why yes i am uh, Jesse Wilson says, oh my God, I can't drink watching your, your guys love the show. You can't drink, you know, uh, Lincoln Riley isn't winning a title. LOL. Casey says, Dude. maybe, maybe go home and have a beer too much bucked up today. <laughs> Could be Boom. out of here. <laughs> Could be. I mean, listen, I'm telling you the buck shot from bucked up. You guys, yeah, dude, it's is legit. legit. It works. It is, and Ken Williams, to his credit, to his credit, Ken Williams, America's top conservative. Ken hey, Williams. Duncan, no smoke. By the way, did you guys hear Ken Williams from the show is replacing Tucker Carlson at Fox? 
<laughs> I'm telling you, Ken Williams wears a cowboy hat, and he's got actual cattle. I wonder if him and Prime hang out. Ken's awesome. Sebesta, a tennis guy, Scott, and a rowing guy, Klyovkov. This is why non-revenue sports should be quiet. Conference champions, bitches. <laughs> George, remember. George, how do you feel about the conference? Uh, how do you feel about the big, They're piping the him into the Zoom meeting while he's rowing his rowing boat. Conference champions, bitches. Dude. It's so embarrassing. You know, uh, Jet Wayman, the tile king of Utah. I was right on both my picks last night, gents. Just saying. Look, stuck. you don't have to say, you know, you don't have to be like, I told you so, okay? Ask Tanner. Ask Tanner. He'll tell you. You don't have to be, I told you so, guy. Thanks. Jake always does like two in his face. Um, let's wow. see. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hiscock. Uh, uh, Renee Roca can't drink tisk tisk vodka and coke here. Cheers. Hey, this is Utah. We don't drink. Big Dog O Town Riverdale in my O Town is eight miles north of that Super Chicks. Let's go, Let's go baby. We love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, Monty, answer my San Diego State question. God damn, you demanding today, bro? I don't know what your San Diego State question. You have is. to ask that again, man. You got yeah, buried. Ask it, yeah. you, Can you we, ask it again, please? And you guys, I love all your comments, and I know that people like salty drunk get on me. And you never read my comment. What the hell? Yeah, Commissioner Williams always telling me that Commissioner you know, Williams or President. <laughs> we should just call Ken Williams the president. Hey, uh, Mr. President, how's things? Uh, all hat and cattle. Ken Williams, I was wondering if Travis Bird got his date with VM. He would uh, have a jazzy attack. Hello. Victor's the way. The jazzy. Victor's the way. Coming Victor's up in eight minutes, we're going to talk about what the jazz should do, by the way. Uh, Ron Loney says uh, he wants to be your bud. Exactly. Right. Uh, Cougar Tracks. George Klyovkov is a champion of the worst conference commissioners of all time. Exactly. Conference of champions, bitches. Right. Uh, Get out of your freaking mind. No drinking or porn hard pass, Renee Roca says. Emphasizing hard. We get it. We get it. Uh, Nate hard. Davis, that's why Tanner's not in the chat anymore. I don't know. He's on vacation. Yeah. My guy's on vacation. Uh, Monty Rant says, too many comments some days. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, how many views we got today? I mean, we got to be. We got to be. Are we at 200 likes? We are at 220. Damn. Appreciate that, you guys. Appreciate that very much. Always like when you guys hit the like button. Uh, please hit the like button if you have not. We're about 3,000 comment or 3,000 uh, views today. Yeah. Um, you know, so we've had a ton of comments. I mean, a ton of comments. Yeah. So we appreciate that. You guys support this show unbelievably. So we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, and almost as if on cue, the Monty Show uh, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Where if you get in a hit and run, there's only one place to call. I was involved in a hit and run accident. My chiropractor recommended me to the advocates. They completely took care of everything. Now that my case has been settled, I feel like I can go back to my normal life. All thanks to the advocates. And right, the advocates are the best in the business. No matter where you are, theadvocates.com. If you're in Utah, utahadvocates.com. Because you do not pay the advocates until they win your case. And again, if you got hurt at work, they do workman's comp. If you have social security issues, they can help you with that. If you've been Thanks. in a car accident, if you got hit while you were riding your motorcycle, your bicycle, your scooter, theadvocates.com. They never, ever charge you a consultation fee, a retainer. No, you don't pay the advocates until they win your case. In fact, you can chat with an attorney live online right now, 24-7, 365. 
at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell him you heard about it on the Monty Show. Hullabilly. If you have commented without liking, you're a square. Agreed. Yeah, we've had thousands of comments today. So we appreciate that. Hey, go black. Go black. 45. Go Tigers. Go ba- Tigers. Back in the membership. Let's go, appreciate man. you. Thank you very much. Uh, Saul Goodman, Cleavcock, ready to fill in the Chess and Checkers Championship Awards to the Conference of Champions. <laughs> Conference of Champions. <laughs> All right. Time Bro to. rolled out a Chess and Checkers take on Cleavcock. Time to congratulate Stanford Law yes, you on did. winning yes, the you National did. Debate Championship. Conference of Champions, bitches. Me. I swear if I hear that one more time, I can't. Uh, construction worker, the academics thing uh, does not work. UVA is a top school and will go to the SEC if offered. Uh, okay. I, I, no, I'm not doing it. Next I'm comment. not getting Next into comment. the, I'm not doing it. Next comment. Uh, Donald Duck, thanks for making me laugh the hardest I've ever laughed. You're welcome. Uh, Nate Davis says, can you talk about the jazz right now? Four minutes. Four minutes, bro. Salty. Who's in Australia, by the way. Uh, you've missed a ton of my comments and didn't say Jack. Just saying, I get it. We get it. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I just need to point this out, okay? First of all, it's Salty Victor the Way. Victor's the Way. Right? So that's the first thing. The second thing is I always love the comment, whether it's from Salty or someone else, when they're like, hey, you didn't read my comments, but I'm not complaining, just saying, and then, and then they give you their take. Like they're low-key complaining you haven't read the comments yet. You know, Victor's the way. You know, I mean, I appreciate you, Salty. Oh, look at Mapes. Okay, let's go, Mapes, with the uh, tweet picture. See what we got here, Mike man. Maples is a st- dude. He got. Oh my God, did he get? Oh, he went dude. to Super Chicks and got the cordon blue. You stud, sassy son of a duckling. Maybe we do a Super Chicks run tonight, dudes. I'm trying to eat so well. And it's so difficult, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this, but it is so difficult when we have super chicks on the show as a partner. Bro. We can we can eat as much super chicks as we want. Right. And I'm like trying not to eat sodium and trying not to eat fast bro, food. Sodium, sodium. Oh my god, you guys, look at that thing. Dude. Okay, bro. <laughs> real, do, do you need to get a room? <laughs> Look at that thing. Are you are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? That looks bro, amazing. The chicken cordon bleu, but the be, fries. Be real, what's what's your favorite sandwich besides the deluxe? I know that is your favorite, but like of the ones oh, cuz we've sliders, tried a bunch of them, the dude. sliders. The the little they make these little like chicken finger chicken tender sliders yeah. that are Yes. That cordon bleu looks good, Mapes. Why would you do that to me? Yeah, that's, that's not very nice, bro. Dude, I love... Su- I, and I'm not even saying this because they advertise on the show. Super Chicks is by far the best chicken sandwich. Like, it, it is not even close. Yeah. It is absolutely not even close. Yeah. Big Dog O-Town's a member. Hey! What's up, Big Dog O-Town? Big Dog! Appreciate you, uh, Big Dog O-Town. Appreciate you going in the Super Chicks. Thank you. Um, you guys, you do such a good job Go supporting black. the show. Go Tigers! We appreciate you doing that so much. Um, as always, this hour of the show uh, is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Yes, we have a lot of food on this show. Bro, we have the goods. 
Monday, oh, that's Monday, right. Bro, the offer we have from Papa Murphy oh my, is, you guys. is absolutely gas. You do not want to miss the show Monday because yeah. I'll just say they're giving you free pizza Monday. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It is. You get offers from people, but the, the entrepreneurs that own the different locations of Papa Murphy's Pizza, I don't know if you know this, but it's not like a big corporation. It's all individually owned and operated yeah. at, at Papa Murphy's Pizza. So they've come together to support our show. It's, it's going to be amazing. It is going to be amazing. But that doesn't mean this weekend that you should not get a Taco Grande pizza. Hi, I'm Kylie, and I make fresh, delicious Papa Murphy's pizza. Uh, hi, I'm Zach, and I make the Papa Murphy's pizza. Sure, that's take and bake. We build it with the freshest ingredients. You bake it fresh in your oven. By you, you mean me, so technically, I make the pizza. Super good pizza, Kylie. Oh, Kylie, so good. Right now, enjoy big time taco flavors on a pizza with the limited time taco grande. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza, make sure you download the Papa Murphy's Pizza mobile app. Get the hookup at Papa Murphy's Pizza. And the thing I love about the mobile app is you can order it at 6 a.m. and you can put a pickup time and it'll be on the to-go rack. You walk in, you pick up your pizza, your marinara meatballs, you're taking the chocolate chip cookies at Papa Murphy's Pizza, forget it. Take them home, put it on the Traeger smoker, put it in the oven, done in 20 minutes, and it's a feast. Papa Murphy's Pizza, use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your uh, purchase of $25 or more. Uh, Chet Wayman says, Papa Murphy's is gangsta. Gangsta. We Go do, Tigers. Dude, I'm telling you, if you're hungry, this is not the show for you. Because the, the oh, food... Oh, I think it very much is the show for you. Well, Monday it will be. Yeah. Without doubt, you know. Uh, Archer Quick says, Ogden is in Utah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Capazzo says, Tanner is a dedicated Eagles fan. He is. Uh, Holabilly says, I'm ordering some uh, P-Murphs tonight. Love Let's that. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. Yeah, but no olives, though. Okay, no olives. No olives. Be better. No olives. Be better. No olives. Uh, let's see. Donald Duck says Papa Murphy's versus Papa John's. Nah, Not close. Even a conversation, bro. It's the, Papa Murphy's. Papa all Murphy's day. is so fresh. Victor's the way. Oh God. The first move the Jazz should make is not to draft Victor. See, somebody's coming up with Victor's like a, the way. Victor's the way. I don't know. And now we've got an imitator. Uh, you know, I'm just saying. It is what it is. Uh, hence the advertising. What do you mean, hence the advertising? Yeah, what is that? Saul mean? Goodman, where's McCluskey, Tanner, and Meat Rocket? Meat Rocket was the first one in today. Tanner is up at Yellowstone. Yeah, he's taking vacations much like the Pac-12 presidents. Yeah, you know. Ken Williams says, uh, the one here in Cheyenne sucks. Okay. Okay. Um, Salty Victor's the way is a liar because he says Tanner is polite. Why would, you, why would you smear him like that? Uh, Papa John's cooks your pizza, so I have to give them the win. Sorry. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's fine. Nah, you have no uh, idea, Blue bro. Maple, Oilers versus Vegas. I'm go you got to go with the Oilers, especially with Petrangelo suspended. You got to go with the Oilers. Yeah. You know, uh, Rick Nolan, I swear when you're salivating over Super Chicks, you gain 10 pounds right in front of your eyes. Maybe it was just the camera, dude. Camera. You joke. You joke. It's... Fat! You know. Uh, all right, guys, let's go ahead and hit the like button. We're at 245 likes today. Let's get to uh, 300 likes. How about that? Let's get to 300 likes today while we talk NBA hoops because in 28 minutes, you're going to get uh, the Knicks and the Heat. 
So Monty makes you money coming up in 28 minutes. Um, here's a question for you. Should the Phoenix Suns blow it up altogether? So I don't know if you, I'm sure you did. How did you not? Because it's garbage. DeAndre Ayton's a scrub. And no doubt about it. We had a long debate on this show when they re-signed him this summer. Yeah. And I told you they shouldn't have done that. They should have traded him because the day they traded Rudy Gobert to Minnesota. Yeah, that's not, you know, that's not how you say his name, right? What? It's Rudy Gobert. Oh, wow. Is it really? You know. You know. Uh, the day they traded Rudy Gobert to Minnesota, <laughs> um, I thought it was a huge mistake not to execute the DeAndre Ayton trade to the Jazz. Yeah. And it was a matter of draft picks. They didn't do it. And then he got an offer sheet from Indiana, and the Suns matched. And it's a huge mistake. Because he is soft as hell, dude. And he is the reason that you are not going to go to the Western <coughs> Conference Finals this year. I, I, I'm 100% a believer in that. Yep. I think that the, the, there are a lot of questions around the Suns. Chris Paul, you cannot pick up his $30 million option. Cannot do it. And I don't think they will. But what about Kevin Durant? Your boy, right? Yeah. Stay hard. Is Kevin Durant still Kevin Durant? Yeah, I mean, I think he is. I think, you know, the, the injuries obviously piled up this year. I, there's just no, there's no way around it. They, they piled up, and I think that, you know, Kevin Durant is obviously a hell of a player, and I think that, that yeah, it was a struggle for him so far this year with the Suns. There's no question about it. Uh, I will say I think the, the synergy between him and Book was fantastic. I thought they played really well together. Um, you know, obviously they had to learn a little bit, you know, and, and, and I just, dude, the timing of that injury... You know, it, you all remember, right? He rolls his ankle in warm-ups. The timing of that is brutal. And so he goes out with injury. They don't play for a while, play together for a while. And it just it just didn't work great. But I do believe that Kevin Durant is still that guy. Now, if this persists next season where Kevin just isn't making the shots he typically makes and he falls off, okay, then we can say he's not that guy. But But I think the tough part is that you traded away so much to get him. And to see him miss all those shots, because make no mistake about it, and I'm not running from it. I'm a KD guy, and he just didn't perform. I mean, he didn't make the shots he needed to make. And I think when you combine that with the fact that DeAndre Ayton is soft as hell and totally failed his team and is a complete embarrassment, in my opinion, you have a recipe for failure. There's just no way around that. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm the Suns, I'm trying to trade DeAndre Ayton. I'm definitely trading Landry Shamet. Uh, and, and, and I would love to, to retain uh, Jock Lawndale, even though he's a restricted free agent. Would love to retain him. And he said today that he'd love to be a son. So I would expect him to be back. So, yeah, I do think Kevin's fine, but there are major changes that need to come to the Suns. Yeah, and I, and I think it starts with Chris Paul, but... You know, the interesting thing about the Suns right now is you're getting a high level of play. You're getting Kevin Durant-type talent and play out of Devin Booker. But you're getting Devin Booker historically having Devin Booker out of Kevin Durant. And the question is, can Kevin Durant find his way back to that elite scorer to being the best scorer in the NBA? Because right now he's not that guy. And I think that is the very first question that you have to ask about Kevin Durant. Now, if I were Kevin, I would take a very restful, get healthy summer, and I would build my body. Yeah, and I think he will. But you look at you look at the foundation that is in Phoenix, and the guy I want to talk about is Jacques Londale. Like I, I mean, you now have a guy 
in my opinion, that makes it okay to go and find another 1B center. Go find a guy that isn't particularly a number one. Like DeAndre Ayton in the regular season is a stud. He doesn't defend and he can't catch the ball, but he's an offensive stud. It's okay to let him go because you have a number two center in Jock Londale that, that can really fill the gaps for 20 minutes a night. Yes. He's shown you that against Nikola Jokic and the, and the Nugs. And frankly, I think Jock Londale's a guy that they stole. And it, you, you look at the way he plays and you look at his want to and his desire. Yes. I think Jock Londale is exactly what they need and they need to trade DeAndre Ayton. They need to dump Chris Paul and they need to go and refill their wings because you miss Mikhail Bridges. Mm-hmm. And the other question about, about KD is, did you give up too much? Because if you had Mikhail or if you had Cam, the Suns are probably still in a much better place against Denver. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. And I think, you know, the the defensive end is what you gave up a ton on. I mean, last night's game, I just felt like the Suns weren't there. I mean, you just were you were defeated the whole time. And Denver could smell it, and they just they just torched you. I and agree. I, and I think, you know, the, the Suns, you can't blame them for going and getting Kevin Durant. But, I, ha- I mean, the question of if they gave up too much is definitely front and center. I mean... You know, to see Bridges go to Brooklyn and do what he did as an individual oh, is absolutely ball breaking <laughs> considering that he wasn't that guy in Phoenix. Now, again, I the problem is is he could have been that guy. And that's what I think is tough. Like Cam Johnson, you can replace Cam Johnson. I mean, there are plenty of guys that can shoot it from the corner. Dude, KCP was ripping the net off the rim last night. Like, I mean, there are plenty of guys that can shoot the three in this league. But but Mikhail Bridges, being the defender he is and the offensive player, like that's the one that I think just crushes you. By the way, do I get some Cantavious love? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're the guy who's been proclaiming that he shot the Lakers to a championship. Because so. he did. Uh, Blue Maple says, got a bail for the Leafs game. Good luck. Hope you win tonight. Uh, Lopes fan Gabe, what's up, my dude? Aiton boat anchor around the sun's neck is like Gobert was to the Jazz, except Gobert was serviceable. He was. He but was. again, I, I don't think that, that Aiton's not serviceable. Like, the problem is, is let's not let's not get this confused. Jokic dominated Rudy the same way Jokic dominated Aiton, right? Like Gobert was not in a better position, and at least at least Aiton was giving you some offensive push, but it wasn't like it was some great push. Like that's the problem. I, I just I don't know. The problem is, is Aiton's attitude sucks. That's the problem. If Aiton was a work hard guy and he just wasn't able to get it done, you understand it. But you're selfish, dude. You, you intentionally didn't play that game last night. I don't buy that he couldn't play. I think the biggest difference between Rudy Gobert and, and anybody who's watched this show for a long time knows I am no Rudy Gobert fan or apologist. But you know what Rudy Gobert never, ever did? He never quit. Mm-hmm. He never quit on this team. Facts. He never gave up. He I never walked out. He never mentally checked out. Facts. DeAndre Ayton checked out the minute he signed that offer sheet in, in Indianapolis. And I don't think he ever checked back in. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Michael Peck, Durant could still shoot, can't lead a team. Can't win unless he's already on a championship caliber team. We know this. Ooh. I don't know about that. I think there's a lot in that. I yeah, think the Suns day, I think the Suns gave up too much to get him. Yeah. Uh, Salty, Rudy was better than serviceable with the Jazz. His contract was primarily the problem. Well, I mean, if we're if we're revisiting history, I think that Rudy Gobert for the Utah Jazz to Salty's point, just made too much money. You can't pay a fucking guy that can't score. You can't pay him $41 million on average. Yeah. But was he an elite rim protector? He was. 
But let's not forget, Rudy Gobert was not an elite defender. He was an elite rim protector. Guys, remember when Rudy Gobert sat out against Dallas? Last regular season game in Dallas. I do remember that. I, overall, I agree that he never quit on the team. But that night. He didn't quit on the team. That night, I was frustrated with I him. think he was trying to prove a point. Yeah, well. The eye patch. The Suns are done. They had their window. Time to rebuild around Booker again. I think it's Booker and Aiton. Or, excuse me, Booker and KD. I would not, uh, in any way, shape, or form, build around Chris Paul again. He cannot be part of your environment, ecosystem, leadership structure. He's too old. You can't count on him. Water's wet and Chris Paul's hurt in the playoffs. Facts. Can't do that. Hullabilly, KD is a beast. CP3 needs more CPR. Yes, he does. (laughs) I just don't know how many years he's got left, dude. None. He's got no years left. Yeah. No years. That sounds familiar, the eye patch. Uh, Nate B says Portland Trailblazers. Okay. I mean, that's a great point. Uh, Nate B also says I've gone horse rooting for Dame and company. Uh, Okay. Mm, Okay, Nate. Okay. Uh, Big Doggo Town. Uh, They Phoenix have no bench. Truth. Uh, Him and Booker can't do it all. KD needs to come here to really cement his legacy. Yeah. Saul Goodman says KD's a failure. San Diego State, Glenn says, Sons, yes, blow it up. Blow it the hell up. Nate B, at least he got his own skin in uh, Call of Duty, though. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Nate. Mark Ruckert, what's up, Mark? Durant is overrated as a winner. Ooh. People hating, man. Ooh. That's like sitting yourself on a slatted wood chair naked and getting your balls whacked on the bottom. We did what we did. Too much. Uh, speaking of which, Greg Hawkins, hello. Uh, salty. <laughs> Jock developed under Pop at the Spurs and defends the pick and roll well. He does because he moves. He moves. And I love his attitude. Yeah. I love his attitude. Work hard guy. Saul Goodman, uh, KD, you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. I'm not playing that drop for you on premise alone. Okay. Uh, Mike Rayner, I was a huge fan of Papa Murphy's too. They went out of business due to COVID where I live. I own four Traeger smokers. Um, since 2008, love them. Y'all need to check them out. We yeah. own a Traeger smoker and Ironwood 885. White fire technology. Ironwood 885. Get hard. Too much? Probably. Yeah. That was probably Feels too aggressive. Much. Yeah, that was probably too much. Feels yeah. aggressive. Yeah. Mike Rayner, uh, where do you live, dude? Where do you live? Uh, Kip Bennett. Hello, Kipper. Uh, man, I bet you fucking hate when people call you the kipper. Uh, Arizona would fit in basketball with the Big Ten or the Big 12. Robbins should just say that Arizona is leaving the Pac-12 in 2024 just to get a response from the Pac-12 commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to give Kleov cock CPR when he dies Hey, O'Cannon is on the TV. Are you? Oh, I mean, Canada. are you? Yeah, like, are you? Our home and native land. We stand on guard for thee. God, keep our land. Glorious and far. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, if you do not know O Canada, just you're not living your life. 
It is. With all due respect, Ken Williams, please don't blow your cowboy hat off. You're a terrible conservative. It's the best national anthem ever. Oh, Canada, we stand on guard for me. Dude, I love O Canada. Okay, thank you for uh, enduring during the O Canada portion of the program. Yeah, hope your speakers were turned up. Okay, Monty, don't you. quit your day job. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Capazzo says, who let the, the sirens loose on the show? All the ships are coming to the south. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. <gasps> yes, you did. Dude, I love O Canada. I love singing O Canada. I can't, but you guys, I cannot sing at all. I... I freely well, we admit it. We're well aware. Trust As me. I just displayed. Yes, trust me. But I love O Canada. Yeah. Uh, San Diego State says, uh, yeah, bucked up you are, Monty. A little bit, but I love it. Jansen, uh, I never, ever thought I'd see Monty sing O Canada. Dude, <laughs> your life is made. You can die now. How many of us are watching the NHL playoffs? I love it. I love it, dude. I love it. Ken Williams. Oh, my God. My dogs are howling. I'm so sorry. Actually, I'm not. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, Monty is off uh, Is off too many buckshots. You know. You know. I'm telling you. Go get your free buckshots right now. They are in, uh, in the link uh, in the description below. You guys, I'm telling you, I have, I have never felt better. And the buckshots, I, I make a huge difference. They make a huge difference. We played, and I'm not saying well. We played 18 holes of golf today. So I walked 8,000 steps, played 18 holes of golf, got up at 5 a.m., then walked 8,000, then played 18 holes. And I have had one energy drink and a buck shot, and I feel great. Gotta be fucking kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you. I am ready to jump for joy, man. Okay. I'm telling you, Bucked Up is the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Get the Bucked Up uh, buck shots, you guys. They're in the description below. Six free samples sent right to your front door. Go get them right now. Get the watermelon. They are fantastic. Get the watermelon. Buck shot from Bucked Up. Yeah, who's watching the NHL playoffs? I am. Obviously, you guys know I'm a Chicago Blackhawk fan. Uh, God bless Connor Bedard. I swear if you pull labia this summer, I'm going to freak out. Mm -hmm. uh, but I am openly rooting for Leon Dreisaitl to win a championship, to win a Stanley Cup, because what's the matter? We have a new video from our boy. Big Daddy Magic. Big Daddy Magic is in the bucked up. Um, uh, they have like a truck, a, a trailer. Where is it? Oh my know. God, you Big got, Daddy yeah, Magic! You, you gotta, gotta see this. Dude. You gotta send this over. Big Daddy Magic had a home, yeah. man. Okay, well, truck chill, stop Gumby chill, is chill. like uh, says watermelon. Uh, Salty uh, Victor's the way it does Tanner like buckshots, Monty. I have no idea. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Don't accept that. My okay. apologies. Okay, we'll decline it. Um, let's see. What did you shoot, Monty? One hundred and thirteen. No, I shot Bro, eighty-six. That is not nice, dude. I'm not a good golfer, you guys, and I'm not trying to hide this. I talk about it on the show often. I am not a good golfer. Right. But today I shot actually 84, back-to-back -back rounds of 42. Right. And I'm telling you, if I ever figure out the driver, you guys are fucked because I'm coming. <laughs> I'm telling you right look, now. Look, Prime, take it easy. Okay? It, oh, we I'm coming. coming. We coming. We co I'm coming. And it's PXG. And it's PXG. <laughs> 
meet me at the PGA Superstore. You know. Uh, if I ever figure out the driver, you guys, it's over. Because I, on this course we were playing today, there is a brick wall that runs down, like a retaining wall that runs down the left side of the uh, course. A par four, 371 yards. Oh no, 402. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't it's called matter. 400 yards. Yeah. About 110 yards, my ball ricocheted off that wall so hard. It went all the way across the fairway. I pulled my driver low and hard, as I'm apt to do. Low and Stay hard. hard. And it hit that wall, ricocheted across. I dropped a little eight, eight iron right about a foot off the green. Part of the hole. So if I could ever hit a driver. And the other thing I did today, I swear, I almost lost my shit over a, a hybrid. I, I swung and missed on a hybrid two swings in a row, and I almost... I, yeah, mm. dude almost snapped his hybrid in half. I, it is so frustrating that when I hit that hybrid, dude, boom, gone, out of here. Yeah. Like, I hit the hell out of that thing. Dude. Uh, LMAO Big Daddy Magic. Dude, wait till you see this video. Yeah, we got it. We got it coming here shortly. There you all go. Right, there, there it you is. Go. There uh, Holabilly says Edmonton is not winning at all. Sorry, Mont. Who you think is going to win at all? Oh, Toronto. Oh, Toronto. I think Florida is probably the best, best of the business right left right now. Uh, once you figure out uh, the driver, your irons or putter will start to suck. Thank you. Thank Dude, you. he sent another one. Did he really? Yeah, bro. Right, let me get this first one in here because Big Daddy Magic is out representing. First of all, we got to get him a new shirt because my guy is wearing an old shirt. He's wearing our Big Five O birthday bash. Dude, um, the, dude, I, bro, what? The view in these videos is crazy. Get fucked up! <laughs> oh wait, I gotta turn it sideways. Uh, like, did you, you guys? That is Big Daddy Man. Get fucked up! <laughs> oh wait, I gotta turn it sideways. Oh. Where is this? And Pe how how Peenies am I there? Peenies there. How am I not living my best life? Like how am I not living my best life? Somebody needs to explain to me. I think I have Peenies number. Do I have Peenies number? I think you have Peenies number. I think I have Peenies number. You guys number. know Peeny. Peeny Katoa. You guys, you know, the former BYU football player? Yeah, dude works for Bucked Up now. How how crazy is that? Do I not have his number? Bro, how do you not have Buddy's number? I know I had his number. I know I had this. I'm trying to Big Daddy sent another one that I'm trying to get get going here. I want to try and call Lopini Katoa. And let's see if I could spell his name right. Okay. Wow. Are you serious with this video? <laughs> like the yeah, preview. Dude. Yeah, bro. The preview is crazy. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying, man. I know I have his number somewhere. Low. <laughs> it's got it. There it is right there. Let's see. Do I have his number? All right, let's go. We're texting Peeny, trying to get him on. Let's see. He's in. Up in so what is this thing? They're Did doing some event. I don't know much about it. They have a trailer. Bucked Up does. Yes. Look at this shot of Big Daddy Magic. Yeah, so Bucked Up has a, a trailer set up, and Big Daddy Magic went down to the trailer set Whoa, went down? Take it easy. Yeah, so he goes down to the trailer setup. And go. Okay. Hanji show, here we go. Hanji show. <laughs> there you go. Look at big homie, man. Look at him representing, dude. 
I know I have Peeny's number. I know I do. It is going to... I'm terrible. Oh, you know where it is? It's in your... Uh, it should be I in just your... looked in my email. No, it's in there. They were... Sp- okay. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry. This is probably not enjoyable for you guys to watch. It's not. I, yeah. I, I will. I'll try to get him on. But what is... Show. Okay. Ponji Show. Here we go. Ponji Show. <laughs> there you go. See, Victor's that's my guy. Way. I'm telling you, Big Daddy Magic, that's my guy. Victor's the Travis way. Bird is a stud. Truck Stop Gumby says good times. Ken Williams says LOL. Travis, that's what I'm saying. Lamont Tucker, do the Suns need to look for a new coach? They do not. No. I think Monty Williams is a guy. Durant and Booker clearly like playing for him. By the way, damn it, Florida took the lead. I'm telling you that Florida is the best team left in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think they are going to give Edmonton everything they can handle. And I do think Edmonton advances. You want and to talk there, about what's time to blow up. The Maple Leafs are what's time to blow up. But this is the best year they've had, though. Like, oh, my goodness. Um, I, yeah, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Travis is the way, Brady Cook. That's exactly right. Uh, Hurricanes are the winner of Seattle. Dallas is winning. Nah, I don't know. I think Florida is going to advance tonight. You know, uh, you'll figure out the driver. You need to keep those wrists proper, dude. Seriously. Monty ran. I don't think Mrs. Monty would be a fan of you living Big Daddy Magic's lifestyle. Big no, I, I'm way. pretty sure she wouldn't. Uh, Jansen, Lopini Katoa was one of my favorite players to watch at BYU. Yeah, we'll get him on the program, dude. We will. We need to. I'm kind of annoyed that I don't have his number handy. You know, I, I'm terrible about that. Somebody will give me their number, and then it's I just don't have it. And it's it's annoying as hell. Yeah, I mean, the, the struggle is is that... You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, hey, by the way, like, you know, by the way, hey, you know, did you know that uh, Peeny works for us and X, Y, Z and, 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 you know, it just gets lost. That's the hard part is like, you know, it's hard to. I have his email. I don't have his phone number. <sighs> Dadgummit. Dadgummit. It's fine. It's casual. It is fine. It's all good. Um, I'm trying to figure out the driver, you guys. If I ever figure out the driver, because my irons today were actually pretty good. The wedge was really good. I, 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 I can really chip around the greens. I can really chip. I can really putt. But, man, the driver just – I'm wasting two strokes a hole be, that, that requires a driver because I just can't hit it straight. I just can't hit it straight, and it drives me crazy. I'm just going to keep playing. Um, I must admit – uh, that was pretty impressive. That dude is passionate about you guys in the show. He is salty. He is, dude. Uh, Mrs. Monty is here. I think he's at Fit Fest. Oh, is oh. that where that is? Is that where that oh. is? Okay, no, you did not. I've had six no, bucks in not, four minutes. Bro. No, you did not. Dude, bro, chill, bro. No, you did not. That's crazy. Uh, Brady, I agree again. He is the way. Uh, Mark, uh, did I miss some jazz news? All right, let's talk about let's talk about this real quick. Who should the dr- Utah Jazz draft? Now, my guess is, and I could be wrong, I think the Jazz are top ten. I do not think they're top five. I think if, the way. if well, I think for the Detroit Pistons or the Houston Rockets, Victor's the way. Victor's the way. But like, look at this. Look at the second pick: Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller. Yeah, I think you have to go with Brandon Miller, unfortunately, but I just don't like Brandon Miller, dude. I don't. I, I'm tired of Jalen Carter, Brandon Miller. I'm tired of these guys who can't get their life together, dude. Like, 
What is it that difficult to be an athlete? Like that difficult? Is it that difficult to go the hell home? I think for some guys it is. Wow. I mean, you're Jalen Carter. Did you guys hear the story? The update on Jalen Carter, the former defensive lineman for Georgia, now with the Philadelphia Eagles was driving on a suspended license the night that he was racing a Grand Cherokee uh, Trackhawk. It really bothers me, dude. Which is a massive motor, huge engine, very powerful. A teammate and a Georgia staffer were killed in, a, in an accident related to him. He has pled guilty to it, essentially. No contest, I think, officially. And now it comes out today he was driving on a suspended license. I think it's really difficult for him to, for guys like that to just stay home. I think it's really difficult. Oh, Mrs. Monty is uh, shacked up with the dogs right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's difficult for guys like him to stay home. Honestly, I think that's the God's honest truth. I would take Brandon Miller because he's a more skilled player. The problem is if, if the second pick is Brandon Miller, that means the Spurs are probably getting Scoot Henderson, mm-hmm. which is terrifying. But that's fine. And then you look at like four or five. Here's another question. Azur or Ammon Thompson? Ammon. I'm going Ammon Thompson. And that is the guy. If I'm the Jazz and I can get Ammon Thompson, he's exactly what you need. He's a a six-foot, 200-pound, two-guard playmaker. He can be a point guard. Combo guard, yeah. Yeah, he's everything you want. Yeah. Uh, He's an elite athlete who could absolutely be a trigger in the offense for the Jazz. Like, yeah, I think he's absolutely a guy that the Jazz should want. Ammon, Ammon Thompson, I think, has the potential to be the best pure, you know, offensive spark plug in this draft. He is, I believe he's that good. Yeah, no, I, I completely think, agree. And he's I dynamic. think he can be that generational point guard the Jazz have not had. But my guess is the Jazz will wind up somewhere 7, 8, 9. And... I think Jarris Walker from Houston would be phenomenal as a power forward. But the other guy that I hear a lot about, and he is now in most mock drafts at number nine for the Jazz, is Taylor Hendricks from UCF. And I think he is, I think he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, nobody knows who he is. Nobody scouted him because he went to UCF. Um. But he is a rim protector. He is a guy that is a defensive rock star. Mm-hmm. I love the guy. I, I, I mean, I wish he was more of an offensive. I think he's a 10-point, you know, 10-rebound guy. He could be a double-double guy in the NBA. That's what I struggle with with his game. You, basically, you have defense in Walker already. You don't yep. need another defensive guy. You need someone at power forward who can play offense. Uh, well, but I think he shoots a three really well. I yeah. think he has a chance to be a 37 40% three-point shooter in the NBA. He's got tremendous size at 6'9", 205 pounds. Like, I love that dude. But, uh, again, this all comes back to Victor Wambanyama because I think that's who most people want the Jazz to draft. Victor's the way. I'm not that dude. Not a Victor guy. I am not that guy. Katie Raiders back to say, oh, my God, Monty, please move on from the NBA. Go to the beginning of the show, Katie. We did a phenomenal two and a half hours on the Big Ten, Oregon, and Washington. By the way, you guys, we're 38 likes away from 300 now. Let's go. Look it up. Well over 3,000 views today. Thank you for that. Uh, Brandon Butler says, where did the jazz news go? Anthony Black. Well, we're talking about it right now. Yeah. Uh, Jansen says, uh, but who takes Victor and when? Uh, well, he's the number one pick. Yeah. I, I, 
I think because if you look at the teams that are likely to get the number one pick, if you look at Detroit, Houston, San Antonio, mm-hmm. all those teams can build around him. Yeah. And I he, he's actually, I think he is the most lethal in Detroit. Victor? Mm-hmm. I think that, I don't know what <laughs> happens to Cade Cunningham. I have no idea where he actually ends up. He'll be all right. But I think he is. Yeah, I mean, I think they have a nice setup for him. I just think, I, 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 I don't care what thread he's wearing, dude. He's going to be an injury report guy. He's going to be someone who can't stand up in the NBA, man. I, I, you know, there was a fresh highlight out today. Bleacher Report was all over it about how he's elite and he's got a handle at his size. And I'm like, I'm watching this play, and I'm like, dude, like, how much space are you giving this guy? Like, the guy's crossover is as long as the day. And you're giving this guy a ton of space? Like, I just don't quite understand it. I, I really don't get it. See, and I think this is one of the questions about Victor Wambanyama. Does his skill set that is allowing him to dominate in France, does that immediately transfer to the NBA? And I don't think it does. I agree with you. That crossover stuff works in France, but he's long and he's got a lot of holes in his handle. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that eventually it will not, but I think it's very difficult to come in as a 7-foot, 10-inch, and I, what is he, 7'4", I think. I think, yeah. But he's 200 pounds. And they say he loses weight during the season. Um, but Wembenyama is going to be the number one pick. There's not even a question. The only question is who's number two. Yeah, I think his skill set can translate to the league a little bit. Like, I think if you got him matched up against, you know, VW. Like, if VW has the ball on the wing against, you know, Rudy, I think he's fine. If he's got it against Jokic, I think he's fine. If he's got it, like, if he's got it against a big that's not really all that mobile, he's going to be in a good place. But you're not going to put him... One in a one-on-one matchup, like against Joel, he'd be in trouble. Joel would dominate but him defensively. The the other part of this is, I think a lot of people believe that Victor Wambanyama is a an elite three-point shooter. He's not, not yet. He's not, and he he has the build in the arm. He has the wingspan to be a, a very good three-point shooter. Yeah, but he's not. He's not like a forty percent three-point shooter. So I I, I mean, right now he's shooting under thirty percent from three in France. Yeah. Where he just goes over dudes. So I think there's a lot of development there. If he goes to Detroit, he's going to become a monster because I still don't believe until they trade some of those guys or shift that roster, they don't know how to win because they've never been taught how to win games. Agreed. They've never been taught how to be professional basketball players. And I think it's terrifying to hear veterans say, please don't believe that this is what the NBA is like because it's not. There are guys in this league who say, to, you know, to Kenyon Martin Jr., hey, dude, this is not what the NBA is like. I just want you to know that. Yeah. Enjoy it now because when you come to a team, you're going to have to be a professional. Yes. That's terrifying. Look how much talent they are wasting there. So yeah. I'd be careful with that. Uh, Holabilly, I've been saying this in a chat for a year, it seems. Take a Thompson twin. I'm with you, dude. Yeah, dude, I'm with you, man. Ammon Thompson. Salty, whoever gets the number one pick will take VW. Surely has to. Yeah, I don't know. I, has I don't to. know how they don't. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, Jet. Yeah. The Jazz trade the pick. I I think they move down. If they're in the I don't know why you wouldn't. I don't it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this team needs five, six young guys on the roster. No. I don't think they do. Julian, let's say the Jazz were the number ten pick and want to trade for Scooter Thompson. What do you think that would cost? 
I mean, if they're number 10, let's, let's just do some quick surmising. You're probably trading with Orlando, Portland, Charlotte. You better hope it's Orlando or Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, you're probably three, four picks and a young player on your roster. Because Portland's not making that trade with the Jazz. They don't no. want to see Ammon Thompson in the Western Conference, you know, for a decade. Because he's that kind of talent. Um, I think it would take multiple picks. But if I'm the Jazz and I, I really want Ammon Thompson, I'm giving up multiple picks and I'm trying to get Ammon Thompson. But we'll see. I don't know who Danny likes. You know, I've, I, I haven't talked to my Jazz guy in a week. I don't know who they're really targeting yet. Uh, Salty says, Katie, I entered football for two hours. Don't be unreasonable. You did. Apparently, the Deseret News used us as a source, according to Greg. I have no idea. Could not tell you. Could not tell you. It, Sarah Todd used us as a source. No, the Deseret. Dick Harmon. Oh, well, Dick's a legend. Interesting. Wow, did he really? I, I'm, I, I'm looking. Hang on. That's I'm, I'm really looking. honorable if he did. I love Dick Herman. I think Dick is the by far the best writer in town. No doubt. Especially on BYU football. So, I don't... That's amazing. I don't know. Um, let's see. Uh, Holabilly. More like Victor Holmgren, injury prone. Well, I hope not. Listen, I hope he's healthy and he never has an injury. Yeah. It's not likely. But... I'm tired of the Zion Williamsons of the world. I am tired of the number one pick or the high pick missing games. Like, I'm tired of Chet Holmgren. Mm-hmm. How, how much better would OKC have been if Chet was healthy? I'm tired of that. I'm tired of Blake hurting his knee and missing the first year. I'm tired of guys showing up from the draft and getting hurt. You know, like Cole Anthony or all these guys that have missed time. It's what's so remarkable about Walker Kessler. He didn't miss time. The guy like played a lot of games. You know, like I, I, it just, it makes me nuts. Yeah. It makes me, did you find it? I did, yes. He used us as a source, okay. I like that. That's all good. Uh, Nate Davis. uh, I say Jazz should get the Duke player. uh, It's a point guard. You think the Jazz should get a Duke player? Oh, I know who you mean. Um, I can't think of his name. Not Grady Dick. He went to Kansas. I can't think of his name. But the Jazz are going to be much higher than that. Um, I don't see any way that uh, Derek Lively. Are you talking? No, he's a center. He's not a point guard. Uh, where's the Duke roster? Um, I would have to look. I, if they're going point guard, I mean, I, I seriously doubt. Why can I not think of his name? Oh, my God. We've talked about him at length on the show. I'm old. That's why I can't think of his name. Um. But I think Ammon Thompson's upside is, is much, much larger. Right. Much, much larger. So, but that's just my opinion. I don't, and again, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that the Jazz pick in the top 10. They could if they want to. Mm-hmm. But if, you, if you're in the top 10, I don't know why you would trade that pick because if you think about names that you can, like even guys like, you know, Wallace or Dick or, you know, Taylor Hendricks, again, yeah. Uh, Anthony Black from Arkansas, who I think is a stud. Uh, you would do well with Jarris Walker from Houston. You would do well with Cam Whitmore uh, from Nova or the Thompson Twins. Like, you, you cannot go wrong here. But even if you get lower, you know, a Jordan Hawkins from UConn or a Chris Murray from Iowa, um, you know, Kobe Bufkin from Michigan. Like, you're not, you're not going to miss 
Um, you know, on a, a Greg Jackson from South Carolina, you're not going to miss on a Nick Smith, who I think is the best Arkansas player in the draft. Yeah. Nick Smith. You know, you're not going to miss on, on those guys. You know, like, it, it, and if you, if you look at, who's another Michigan guy? A Jet Howard. It's a coach's kid. Yeah. You know, now those are bottom half of the first round guys. But your top 10 guys, you're not going to miss. It's going to be really hard to miss on a guy this year. Yeah. Now they is, are very talented. Are the Thompson twins a question? Well, yeah, I would say they are because they went to overtime elite. And they didn't play in college. I think that's a huge question. I'd rather, like a Brandon Miller. I've seen Brandon Miller in big games. I've seen him in mid games. I know what he did at Alabama. Yeah. I, kn I know the kind of player oh, he is. God. You know, he's a, a, a 6'9", 200-pound forward. How, how are you going to miss on that? With his skill set, I think once you get to the bottom of the first round, and you're probably going to have a hard time missing, I think, I legit think you could have 20 stars in this draft. But as far as point guards go, man, I think, yeah. I think you're going to have a really difficult time screwing up this draft. Absolutely. I think it's deep. Yep. So, but that's, that's just me. All right. Uh, all right. Time for Monty Makes You Money. Uh, we are underway in the NBA does anybody have belief the Knicks can pull this off? Well, you know who's officiating this game tonight. Why, why bring it up? Scott Foster. Why bring it up? Why do that, Jake? Dude. Why do that? Um, Knicks, Heat, in Miami, six and a half points, 207. So wait, you're telling me you don't think the Knicks can score? That's what you're telling me here, right? You don't think the Knicks can score. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what they're saying. But, yeah, I mean, everybody and their mom is taking the heat in this game. And, um, I, I mean, you have to. There's, it's not a choice. I mean, that's just the pick. But, I mean, is that there any is concern? Absurd. Is there any concern that the Heat screw this up? Or we're just, no. we're just all in that the Heat are a rock-solid pick on this? Well, the problem is, in New York. New York. You gave away a game you probably should have won. Right. Right? You, you gave away a game <coughs> that you probably should have won. And you allowed Jalen Brunson to dominate you. And this is where the whole Kyle Lowry conversation comes in for the Heat. Because everybody's like, oh, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. He's dominating. Look how fat his ass is. Fat at first team all fat, fat ass. Like he's old and he's got pumps and a bump. Uh, Kyle Lowry, he's awesome until he's got to defend. And then you forgot that Jalen Brunson is him, right? Like Jalen Brunson's a bad dude. And you, you get a guy like Jimmy who gives you 19 points. Sorry. Oh, Hemi Butler. Yeah. 19 points ain't getting it done. 19 points ain't getting it done. I'm just telling you right now, not when you get 38 from Brunson and 24 from Julius and yeah. 26 from R.J. Barrett, who suddenly woke up and figured out he's a basketball player, right? But the Knicks essentially got nothing, eight points total off their bench. This game Miami should win. Yes. If this goes back to New York, you're in trouble. Agreed. You're in trouble. Agreed. Miami's, is, Miami's winning this, this game. This is very different than Celtics 76ers, man. This is, I, I just don't know how you go against the Heat in this game. Because the two games, the one game in, in Miami was close-ish. Right. Wasn't really that close. My feeling is the Heat are going to win this game and it's going to go over. 
Yeah, and I and I feel like this is a game where Jimmy knows, hey, Hemi, please, uh, Hemi Butler knows it's go time. It's time to end this series. It's time to be done with it. It's time to get on with it. Like he knows that. So I would expect you know a forty piece nugget out of him tonight. This is a big deal now. And I think the guy that's going to make or break this game is going to be Bam out of Bayou. He, Bam's got to play, and Bam's got to play well. Uh, because when you look at that last game um, in Miami, and you look at the numbers of this, of this team, you got a massive performance out of Hemi mm-hmm. and, a, and a pretty good performance out of Bam out of Bayou, and that's what it's going to take. Yeah, Because... I think when guys like Gabe Vincent can't be the guys that are your number two. I, I love Gabe. Yeah. I love him. And I think, he's a, yeah, I think he's a baller. He's not ready to be number two on this team. Totally agree. And I look at Kyle Lowry. He gave you 26 minutes and 15 points in that game. Caleb Martin gave you 26 minutes and 10 points. Your bench is playing a ton of minutes. Bam's got to come through. Because he's their only big. Cody Zeller's not a big. That's a that's a that's a filling guy. That's a rest. You're filling in for somebody. Yeah, that's a filling guy. Dude. Yeah, that's filling in for somebody. Yeah, that's a a rest for Bam. Boom, out of here. That's all it is. Bam Bam out of Bayou has got to have a game tonight. I yeah. think he will. I think. I think this is win, cover, and over the two oh seven. Agreed. I think they cover it. I think totally it's win, agreed. cover, over. Yep. That's where I'm at with it. Um. Jet Wayman says, I got the Heat closing it out and the Warriors forcing game seven. Man, you got balls, dude. You have serious balls, bro. It's called Kahanes. Kahanes. Um, That would be a crazy result. All I have in this world is my balls Hmm. and Uh, my word. Aaron Wilson, I can't wait till the NBA is uh, no-touch horse. Uh, Okay. 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 Uh, C. Kaufman. I miss the old NBA where it was more physical. Agreed. Me too. Tired of the flopping. Did Salty cry about NBA talk again? He did not. He did not. Monty Rant. How is Paige, Jake, plans this weekend? Paige is good. Paige is we very good. We may or may not have plans. Travis Bird. They're taking Victor. I'm dedicating this MMA like, like the Victor. Victor's the way. Victor's not the way. Victor's the way. Victor's not He's not the way. Katie Raider says NBA blah. <laughs> On brand, Katie, I appreciate you being here. Stay consistent. Uh, Nate Davis, the Heat going to win, but I think it's going to be close and bam by you. It's got to be a superstar or even all-star uh, like Hemi. Got to go for 40. Somebody's got to go for 40. Yes. Somebody's got to go for 40. Uh, all right. Game two. Warriors. Lakers. Lake Show minus three, two nineteen and a half, eight o'clock. Yes, yeah. Man, this is tough, dude. Purple and gold. I think you have to. I think you got to bet the Lakers in this game. And I'm a Warriors guy. Here's you the, have to. Here's the problem. Wiggins has been a difference maker in this series. A big difference maker in this series, and he's hurt. He's got a rib contusion, much like DeAndre Ayton. I think Wiggs is far, far more important than anybody gives him credit for. I think I'm taking the Lakers to close tonight. Yeah. Kavon Looney does media availability oh earlier God. today. God. <clears throat> what a Verhage for uh, Florida. What a goal by the Panthers. It's all over. It's all over. Long way to go. It's only the first period. It's, it, uh, it's so, 2 nothing. It's over. 
And McCabe got robbed down the doorstep. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's over. 2 nothing, Florida. Go ahead. Kevon Looney was doing media availability earlier today and talked about how I think last year, I believe it was, in the playoffs, he plays through a rib injury, talks about how he wore, he wore a flak jacket in that game and, and said that, that, yeah, I don't know how Andrew's really going to play through this because I didn't even have to shoot, and he needs to shoot. So even if Wiggins plays, I just can't see how this guy is effective. You and know? you know why Andrew Wiggins is so important? Because Jordan Poole sucks! He does. <clears throat> Nick Saban is a better man than you are. Jordan Poole's a problem. Hey, Cal Turd. <laughs> Jordan Poole's a problem. Yeah, I think A real problem. My pick, I, I, you got to go with the Lakers here. I, I think it's the Lakers. I think they cover and win by 10, uh, and I think it goes over. Yeah. We'll see, man. Uh, I think right now today, if you've got a staple gun and my balls are on display. Bro, we didn't need that visual. I'm going Lakers, win, cover, over. Boom. Out of here, Golden State Dynasty. Boom. Out of here. Boom. Out of here. Golden the State. dynasty is not over. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Kiss my butt. Yeah. Roll Lakers. You're out of your freaking mind. I'm not, cow turd. Um, hey, cow turd. <laughs> it's over. I'm telling you guys it's over. And, you know, I, I know it's not popular in some stretches of America. America. Um... But the Lakers are a good team. And with Wiggins healthy, I'd have taken the Golden State Warriors tonight. Wiggs is not healthy. Crypto.com Arena. This is fucking America. It's over. Lakers are advancing. People are going to be pissed. Uh, Boom. You know, Out of here. LeBum James is probably going to give, I think, Denver Lakers. Dude, that series will be a problem. I think the Lakers are better than Denver. Uh, we'll see. And I think, I think Can- Jamal Murray's better than Davious. most of the players on the Lakers. Can't take, well, you know, the problem is D'Angelo can defend him. He, it, it, D'Angelo Russell's not Landry's Shamet. Victor's the way. Who should never play in the NBA again. Mm-hmm. Let him go take Victor's the way spot in France. Yeah. Uh, I think the Lakers are very good. Yeah. And yeah, I man. think Jamal Murray's not the problem. Um, you know, that a Andrew Wiggins or a Steph Curry or a Clay Thompson is. Yeah. And I look at the dynamic component that makes the Lakers go, and it's, it's AD. Yeah. And he's healthy tonight, by the way. He's supposedly going to play and play well. And I think Anthony Davis is capable of sticking Nikola Jokic. And the bigger issue is, is Jared Vanderbilt has had many looks at Nikola Jokic. And I think this is as well as Vando's played his entire career. Yeah. I, I think agree. the Lakers, if the Lakers don't win tonight, they're not going to, to the Facts. Facts. West. Katie Raider talking NBA, as she always does. Darvin Ham is a Red Raider. Pew, 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 pew. Guns up, motherfuckers. It's Friday. Um, Jet Wayman. Man, I hope you're wrong, Monty. I dislike both teams, but I dislike the Lakers more. <coughs> hope I'm right. <coughs> hope I'm right. Uh, Nuggets coming out of the West. Well, we did see the Nuggets together. I have fond memories of the Nuggies. Um, Uh, I disagree. Lamont Tucker, is uh, this the year Dame's getting traded? Nope. Come on, man. Moth Prof, when does uh, Pop retire? 
Not soon enough. When he wants to. When he wants to. There, he is not the issue in San Antonio. Greg Popovich is not the issue. In, they don't have talent. Keep it real. You know, truck stop Gumby says pew pew MFers. Darn right. Darn right. Yeah. Victor's the way. Says, I don't think the NBA wants Denver when they could have Boston in the Lakers. Well, Agreed. Boston. Victor's the way. What is Philadelphia doing? Not their job. <laughs> Dude. I'll tell you that. I don't. Boston or Philly? Philly. I think Boston is broken. I think Boston is not clutch. I think that they need to burn that thing down and start over. I think, and again, this is just my opinion. I think when you look at, you look at, when is that? that? Tomorrow, isn't it? No, it's, um, it's Sunday. Damn. Game seven would be Sunday. Is Sunday Sixers and Celtics. Yeah, I'm taking Joel all day in that game. No, nah, I'm taking the Celtics at home. Stop. Fuck Boston six and a half. You're not seriously taking Boston. James Harden You're sucks. You're embarrassing, dude. James Harden. You, you, of course I'm not taking God, Boston. Fucking kidding. I'm not kidding you. You're filling in for somebody. Boom. Out of here. Why would I take why would I take the Sixers it's after that? Question. After that after that performance. Dude. No, I'm, I'm telling serious. you, Boston is going to fall on their face in game seven at home. It's going to happen. I've been saying it for like three days. It's going to happen. Okay. That's fine. All right. Good talk. I'm taking the Celtics to win the game. I don't know about how much rectally or inserted. I have. I have. Hugh Janus. I have no idea. I'm just telling you. Marcus Smart has green hair. They're going to win. Oh, is that it? Yeah, I'm I'm going Celtics. I'm going Celtics in that game. Whatever. What? Whatever. Why are you so upset? All right, can we end the show talking about food, please? Please. Dude, look at all you guys still. Uh, salty Victor's the way. Monty, can you explain to these haters this program was created by predominantly NBA talk? It was. But we've always talked NFL and college football. Yeah. But most people found us because, well, we fucking nailed the Gobert trade. And then, you know, all the jazz stuff, and I'm a pick. And that's how I look at it. And then Salty came in. He was like, the jazz are never trading Joe Ingles. Oh. Hey, uh, Salty, they're going to trade him. No, they're not. You're stupid and you're fat. No, I'm not. Salty, weren't you the same guy that rolled out a Bucks avatar during the playoffs before good old Joe Schmo got eliminated? I mean, I'm just. Bucks are winning the whole thing. Know your role and shut your mouth. Josh Giddey's going to the championship. Know your role and shut your mouth. Joe Ingles is going to be a jazz man for life. <laughs> no, rent free in Paul George's head. Rent free. Robert Graves. Make it make sense. What do Oregon and Washington have to stay? We all know they want the Big Ten. If they are cleared for the Big Ten, you can't have it both ways. The Pac-12 is on the verge of collapse. Yeah. I disagree. You can't have it both ways. You absolutely can have it both ways. Yeah. Absolutely you can. You and can we're not going to explain it again. Go back to the beginning of the Yeah, show. you can go back to the beginning. We talked yeah. about it in, in detail. In depth. Yeah, in depth. Um, the sliding door moments. If he doesn't do his knee, he may not be uh, been traded, oh you morons. Oh, my wow. God. Get the hell out of here, bro. 
Wait, so I thought, hold on. I thought that Jordan Clarkson was going to be a jazz man no, no, for no, life, no, 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 dude. No, no. I, I believe we had a bet I believe. on Chaboy, Joe Ingles being traded, and you still have not paid that bet. You owe me Salty Drunk, who, by the way, for those of you who don't know, is in Melbourne, <laughs> Australia, right? And he is his country murders kangaroos routinely because now they have a kangaroo population Listen, problem. we're in, in a strange time. They do. I'm not kidding. They're going to start murdering kangaroos. No, I guess not. You reach into that sack and pull the trigger and see what happens. Uh, my point is, my point is, Salty, I believe you lost a, tr a, a bet to me and you owe me four Ox Gold Summer Series and you still have not sent it. And Joe Ingles is now retired after he went to Portland because the Jazz traded him not because he tore his knee. I would remind you he was traded while he had a torn knee ligament. <coughs> so they would have <coughs> traded him anyways because he's old as fuck. <laughs> that's, that's what... You fucking donkey. <laughs> I felt like it. Salty says voided bet. How did you oh, void the bet? Oh, so you're saying because he had a knee injury that that voids the bet? My Get ass, dude. Uh, Brandon Butler, this 4X gold bet had been welched on for two years. That's what I'm saying, years. bro. Do you years. this season is a failure? You would think he would accidentally, like, you would think Salty would wipe his ass with a 4X gold coaster and mail it to me just to be salty. But has he even done that? He hasn't. He hasn't. And I know that you have fecal matter in your butthole. I know you do. Bro, you just rolled out a fecal matter in your butthole thing. Hugh Janus. <laughs> Jansen, remember when anybody, anyone, well, hello? Remember when everyone thought the Jazz would sign Joe when his contract ran out in Portland? <laughs> We're bringing him back. We're bringing him back. Joe Ingles. Pew, pew. Rudy's We're bringing him back. You guys are idiots. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell's a racist. <laughs> CRT is Donovan Mitchell's specialty. Oh, my God. Brady Cook, a, a bet is a bet. Pay up, sucker. But now, let me tell you what now. <laughs> oh, look at Jet. I do remember the bet. <laughs> Up, bro, you've lost your jazz privileges on this show until you pay the bet, bro. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you what now. What now? Let me tell you what now. <laughs> Salty says, okay, now I'm feeling Tanner's pain. <laughs> <laughs> Holy so cow, that was great, dude. So Friday vibes, so good. bro. So good. Nah, James, it's cool, bro. We're good. You guys. We're good. You guys. I love you. Know your role and shut your mouth. It has been a phenomenal week, as always, on this show. Um, to the Tanner Plumbers and the James, Knight, James Knights and the Katie Raiders who hate basketball, I love you. Um, to Jake, you're a prick. Um, to, <laughs> to Brandon Butler, I want my scarf. I want my scarf. To Maybe. Big Daddy Magic, thank you for drowning like 15 bucked ups at the trailer. To Big Daddy Magic, we love you. You know, like maybe we should just write, you know how Jimmy Fallon does love notes? Mm -hmm. To Tanner Plummer, dear Tanner, 
The Mandalorian sucks. Enjoy Yellowstone. P.S. Rafiki's better. <laughs> Love Monty. <laughs> Until Monday. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.